Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable appetite for Panthers news and opinions, <laughs> only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Perfect, 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 perfect. All right, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the longest running Panthers podcast. We took a week off, the first week off out of that. We haven't made up in eight years uh last week while i went on vacation a much needed respite uh my wife and i went to straight into another hot zone you know i you know i've joked that i canceled my trip to wuhan and went to florence italy in march well this now we went to key west we're back we're healthy and safe we had a week in the blazing blazing hot sun there uh, and guess what? We didn't really miss much when it comes to the Panthers. And finally, we actually have something to talk about. And that is, like, I actually have sound bites from players. Only two. But still, we're going to play them tonight. And that's been more that we've had to talk about for, like, five months, it feels like. So you can be a part of the Longest Running Panthers podcast by calling into the show. The number's 252-228-5098. You can hang out with the professor you can hang out with my man, Cody Lashney, as well. How you doing, Cody? Tony Dunn. They missed us, man. We took off one Tuesday night, and our chat room is lit, lit, brother. We got some heavyweights, and we got some brand-new names. Nate Montadero, Jeremy Clancy, Tim Tizzy, Rio, Tyler Lovato, Underground West. Uh, Tony, It's ha- I'm just happy to be back. On another Tuesday night, kicking it with my boys, talking about some Panther football. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We also got the mad, the the crazy voice, the voice of streaming games, a man who plays. I, I wonder how you're not divorced yet, CK, as you play COD till your eyes bleed. I've been getting on the sticks a little bit this week, getting a little bit better, right? Trying some different things. And uh, I like watching you stream your gaming on Facebook, and I know you've been killing it lately. Yeah, man, having a blast, man. Um, it's going well. We're gonna, we're probably I don't know exactly the timetable, but we're gonna have Tyler Larson uh, playing on the stream here soon. So that's gonna be pretty cool to see that awesome. Tyler Larson. For those who may not know, he is a Panthers roster uh, guy on the offense. Uh, a big line. contributor for the offensive line over the last couple of years as well. 
Yep. So um, that should be sometime soon that I'll be playing with him. I'm going to try to get him to try to get some of the other players in on it as well and make it a whole big thing. But yeah, it's um, it's been fun, man. And, uh, you know, I've, I miss you guys. But here's something that's going to get you guys super excited. We're on one month away from football. I don't, I don't even know what that means so i don't even know what that means so you know what is that this is what i want you to do ck is i want you to to butter up this tyler larson guy obviously we're going to get him on the podcast and these guys this is our in but i think our first in should be fans versus players cod mm. right like or Dude, that or would be awesome dude like, if, if we, we could, could do a, a private game. team deathmatch, yeah, a custom game where <laughs> I blast the shit out of, you know, I'm really sad, though. The guy I wanted to shoot in the head or stab in the back three times, that's my favorite one, the, 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 the rib stab, would have been the guy play, that just got cut. If you could play <laughs> against any one Panthers player, who would it be? Who would be the most fun to play Call of Duty with? I'll give you my answer. I think Dante. I think Dante Jackson's a shit talker. I think oh, Dante you know it. You know it. I think I still consider Luke a Panther. I consider Luke that would that would be a good player to play against. I think he's yeah. competitive. I bet you he's good at comms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the he's the master communicator of of yeah. COD, and I'm the trying to think of to would DJ Moore be the guy that never speaks? Uh, yes. Maybe so. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And quick, maybe him or Curtis Samuel, maybe. Quick question about COD: since you've been streaming morning, noon, and night, and all till your eyes bleed. Are the mornings, do they tend to be players who don't talk as much, like nine-year-olds who are trying to hide yeah. it from their parents? Because, well, like, it's not even it's not even just a matter of them trying to hide it. There's just a lot of times in the morning, people are just, just doing it to make time go by, you know, and they're just being, you know, they're just not doing it because of uh, anything other than just wanting to sit there. So a lot of times they don't even have their mics plugged in. It's so hard to play when you don't talk to each other. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's much. It's one of the most difficult games to play if you don't have communication. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what else is uh, great to communicate about is is this podcast, and we've also got the Bat Daddy, who's com- who's the who's the master communicator, the podcast communicator, <laughs> the man of many podcasts. How you doing, Greg? It's been a while since we've caught up together. I'm happy to be hanging out with my homies. Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. And, you know, I was playing Call of Duty with CK right before we got on here. And, uh, you know, I'm that guy. I provide cover fire and I provide fire away from the guys who are getting the actual job done. You play hey. two games and I had zero kills. I think I've had one kill in the time I played with y'all. And I probably played 10, 12 games. I'm getting up there. I'm starting to get multi kills these days. I'm yeah, that guy that you used to draw exactly. I'm the guy you used to draw away the fire, or I provide cover fire. How many kills did you? How many? What's your best uh, game so far, Tony? I think maybe four or five. Oh, okay, good. Nothing hey, man, great yet. Nothing great. Sometimes Last I had those, fourteen kills. Sometimes <laughs> those uh, those assists count more than the than the kills. Oh, sometimes. dude, you gotta have those guys I, in there. I couldn't tell you how many times. Like that's that's almost how I play with Rocket League too. Like I'm I'm that support guy who's just who's there who makes makes it a lot harder on the other team to score a goal. He's not necessarily making the direct saves or you know scoring the goal, but I'm getting the ball in the center of the net so that they can just finish off the goal. I got assists, right. I got, you know, diversions, I've got, you know, anyway. That's that's the, that's the gameplay that it's it's very important. Same thing with anything, I guess. Yeah. 
but no, seriously, you know, we didn't do it last week, and then I, my show on Friday got kind of can't squash too because just too many people got too busy. So it's been I went like four days without podcasting, which I normally never do. It's been a long time. It feels crazy. I did one last night, but still, it's great to. But be back. wasn't it probably a much needed break? Like a little refresher, almost like yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're tired of hearing your own I feel, voice. I feel good. Yeah, it let, it let you miss it a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Gives it some worth, dude. Aren't yeah. the aren't the Canes supposed to be playing right now? Who the Hurricanes? Today is Tuesday, right? August eleventh. They are supposed to be playing the Bruins at eight. P- Why is there no score? Did they cancel the game? Somebody in the chat room, tell me why I can't find a score to game one between the Hurricanes and the Bruins. I was sure it was happening tonight. Um, All right. Again, go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the C3 Panthers podcast. We're going to... Tomorrow at 11 a.m., sorry. It's tomorrow at 11 a.m.? What happened? Did it get canceled because of lightning? I never heard that because of a hockey game. And who plays ho- a playoff hockey game at 11 a.m.? People with COVID or people at home with COVID what can watch it. Why no, could you? Uh, to do it. Mighty Max Austin in the chat says postponed until tomorrow. Yeah. What? Did somebody catch, yeah, like, did the, the referee, the officials? Uh-huh. Because, um, ugh. Man, we I'd need sports. I'd be lying sports. to you if I told you. And you even Hang on. Let me, let me look at the. Yeah. The yeah, most remote thing about hockey, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Oh, I used to, to play, I played hockey as a kid. Yeah, dude. Look, the Boston Bruins just tweeted, well, that's a few more hours. Game one between the Bruins and the Canes has been rescheduled for 11 a.m. on Wednesday. And that's all it says. It doesn't give any information about anything. Oh, it was I was like they, they were going to start talking some shit. They boycotted. <laughs> it was like they boycotted. It was like, nah, yeah. guys, we, we drank too much last night. We're going to try to, we're just all going right. to uh, take this. I mean, they can't postpone. They live in a bubble. They can't even have. The yeah, the, I, I just expected that tweet to sound like this. Like, uh, looks like the Canes weren't prepared, so they found a way to postpone the game. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we're a few hours away from victory, guys. You know, the <laughs> Canes uh, two years ago, or was it last year? It might have been last year when they were, you know, they got hot. And it was last year. A bunch of jerks. They were a bunch of jerks last year. And that was their. Because they celebrate, they were like the Cam Newtons of hockey. Like they would do all these team celebrations and things. And then I saw the Hurricanes. They they swept the Rangers, beat them in three straight in a five game series. And the Rangers, who are my original, who are my team, really, because uh, you know I grew up a Rangers fan. I played hockey as a kid. And um, the the Hurricanes tweeted him. It was like thanks. Thanks, Rangers. Have a good one. And like, just a bunch of jerks. Even their Twitter account is a bunch of jerks. All right. Uh, let's hey, go ahead and start. Go ahead. I figured I figured it out. Uh, Hurricanes tweeted, due to the length of the Lightning Blue Jackets, or Blue Jackets game, uh, game one between the Bruins and the Canes, originally scheduled for 8 p.m. today, has been rescheduled for 12. So just to the length of the game beforehand. Which is Oh, my gosh. Odd. Yeah. I mean, have, that happens when you that. play all those games on one rink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like basketball's doing right now, though. But Okay. All right, uh, let's jump into the show. Again, you can call in 252-228-5098. Uh, guys, uh, training camp has begun, and I don't even really know what that means in this year, right? Is that 
usually when training camp begins, we have all these interviews. We have, uh, they start, they kick it off with a day of interviews. The guys are getting in there. They're settling in in the past. They go to Walford. They post up in Spartanburg and a bunch of big rich men go spend a week or whatever they're, you know, whatever, four or five days in a row. And then they'll go home and come back or something like that. Two weeks. And they live in dorms. Now they're practicing in a bubble. Their their lives are a bubble. They wear masks all day. They're contact tracing. They are uh, staying healthy, it sounds like. I've not heard of any COVID cases surrounding the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but we did hear from, if you go to the Panthers website right now, is that we got an interview with Stephen Weatherly. We got an interview with Eli Apple. And um, I did see some actual pictures of Teddy Bridgewater throwing the football to CMC and to Robbie Anderson. Now, no pads, no didn't even no defenders, no nothing. All I can tell you is this is that um, Teddy Bridgewater can throw a little touch pass, something that a lot of people say that Cam Newton could not in his whole life complete. Uh, and Robbie Anderson is very skinny without pads on, but according to the Panthers, has never dropped a football. They showed him catch five passes in a row. Other than that, that's all I got. That's it. Well, I've noticed that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, listen, man, especially when you're having to replace Cam Newton, I'm I'm putting more respect on his name. One, because he really is interacting with Panther fans on Twitter. And not always good. It's not always a good thing. Well, but you know what? I like the fact because there's a large portion of Panthers Twitter, which I am admittedly a part of, that's like, dude, we're running this tank. We're going to get a brand new quarterback. It's about to be lit. And I like the fact that Teddy Bridgewater has that chip on his shoulder like, nah, bro, you ain't seen what I'm about to do. And I like the fact that he has that energy about him. But I have noticed that he is trying to to differentiate himself from how Cam used to do it. So famously now he's not allowing uh, any music to be played during practice because it has not been earned yet. And, you know, I like that. You know, uh, it's a different style. It's a different leadership style. And, um, you know, I I do applaud Teddy for coming in and trying to uh, put his mark down as the de facto leader of this football team right now. I think if we're going to have any hope for this season – it's going to revolve around Ted being able to do shit like this. He's the elder statesman. I mean, in, in theory, even though he hasn't played a ton in the NFL, he did come in as a high, you know, a high draft pick, first round pick, goes into Minnesota, starts as a rookie, I believe, or at some at some point he did start his rookie season, had some initial success, you know, and then you had Minnesota wasn't that good at the time and some different things, but. Um, He's been in that he hasn't had um, because of injuries and he's been bounced around from the Jets to the Saints as a backup quarterback, but he is like the oldest dude on the offense. Yeah. How old is he again? How old, How like old is he? Yeah, 30. No, dude, I'm he's like 28. Oh, he's yeah, younger he's than the 20s, yeah. Oh, he's he's younger. younger than Cam, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's 27. He, he's an elder statesman. He was born in 1992, dude. Well, Isn't it weird that that's kind of old for football? It's not. Yeah, it it's not though. I mean, if you think about it, Tom Brady is like seventy. Philip Rivers is yeah. like sixty. <laughs> they're, ex- they're quarterbacks are exceptions. They always play longer. 
But think you know, about how old our team has been, though, for the last four compared years. Compared to what it is now, we've always been good when we were old, too. I wouldn't say always. Oh, well, yeah, always. I wouldn't say uh, always. Our, our, our defense our, has our stunk the last two we years. Old, well. um, but here's the thing with Teddy Bridgewater coming in and changing that, as far as I feel about it. I don't care. Change whatever you want to change. This is not the team that we had last year or the two years before that. They've completely changed everything, and it's fine. I'm rolling with the punches, and I'm seeing what's happening. But as long as you don't change, keep pounding, change whatever you want to. This yeah. is a different team. You know, I, I can't stop it. I've just got to roll with it. So just change. I don't. I don't care. I gotta be. Awesome. I gotta be optimistic and excited about Teddy Bridgewater because when I see Cam Newton in that Patriots jersey, I just get sad. Like he looks. Yeah. He looks like Super Cam over there. Did you see him? And yeah. dude, it looks like Cam put on. Like, remember how he was doing the vegan thing and he dropped down? And it was yeah, like, he just oh, said, I'm eating dude. all the meat. Yeah, this yeah. is the new Limber Cam Newton. Dude, it's like Cam Newton injected a bunch of uh, bull protein like right yeah. into his ass, dude. Mm. He is looking <laughs> He's jacked right now, man. Yeah. And yeah, it does make me miss him. But again, we're not sure. No, no, no. Is I've tried. I've been trying to not even. I didn't even go watch his press conferences or anything like that because we have. You know, this has been the Cam Newton podcast essentially since he's been since we started in so many ways. But you know, is that look is Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to assert himself assert himself as a leader on this team because we don't have anybody else to do it, right? I mean, think about it. Is the most uh, Christian McCaffrey. Right, it's Christian McCaffrey, and yeah. all these guys are were so young. I did hear that Eli Apple just turned twenty five. He's one of the oldest people on the defense. Maybe that's exciting in in a lot of ways. I am, you know, is that you know we've always talked about playing you know fast, this fast tempo. Um, and, and here, actually, let me go ahead and play this clip. Let me see if I can pull it up. Go, go ahead, CK, and comment on what you've seen so far as camps opening up and these new changes as I pull up this. Uh, I mean, it's just so it's so vague in everything, you know, as, as far as what we're hearing. Obviously, we're hearing the same rhetoric we hear every training camp, um, except for we're not getting nearly as much access. Did you guys get a chance – to watch the way that they're handling bringing people with like the technology they're using to clean the room with that ultraviolet pulse lighting. And yeah, I saw the, uh, the video that the Panthers uploaded to their YouTube account. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't finish it, but can I please tell me all about this? And the other thing I want you to tell me about is the contact tracing thing that they're doing. Well, yeah. So the, uh, CK can tell you more about it than me. I just want to say this before we go any further in, in a day and age, where COVID is ruining everybody's world. It's throwing off everything. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 are not even going to have their season in the fall. So it's, there's so much craziness going on. There is, this represents the only time that people can actually side with billionaire NFL owners because it seems like no matter what, come hell or high water, there is gonna be NFL football, oh, COVID or not. Oh. We are they're charging money. Forward. Money and makes could, the world go round, yeah, bro. Man, I could not be happier. It, it, it's gonna be that one constant um, in a world of chaos. You know, I'm just happy that it's coming back. I think now yeah. I am getting more excited for the season. Uh, yeah. Now that people are starting to report, you're starting to see players. The Panthers are uploading clips to their Twitter. It's so now little, though. It's uh, like, like I feel like the Panthers are barely even excited about the season. 
Well, here's one thing. Here's one thing we haven't talked about, unless you guys brought it up and I just wasn't paying attention. Christian Miller opting out for this. Oh yeah, I meant to bring that up. Is he and as a as a high risk somebody? He must have like asthma. Yeah, apparently really hard decision for him or his mom or something was high. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing it's, it's so tough about that is like for him, he has the world to prove, right? He's got to prove himself because he hasn't had an opportunity to do so. He's had a couple of good games, a couple of good moves, but from the most part, he's been pretty, this was his opportunity to come in and show coaching staff what he can do, show the world what he can do and show out that he can be more than just somebody who's, who came in here, with uh, you know, we drafted him at a much lower rate than he was graded at because mm-hmm. of injury concerns or whatever it was that we had the issues with. Um, but what we're doing, so what's crazy? So they've got everything figured out. They've got these. There's contact tracing, but there's they have these wristbands now that they have to wear while they're at practice, and the wristbands have a light on them. And if you come within six feet of somebody, that light turns red, and you know, oh, I'm too close to that person. Oh my right? gosh. I'm sitting here thinking, uh, like, they spent all of this money mm-hmm. on these little wristbands that, like, literally are lights that just tell you you're close to somebody when, like... This is what Amazon power. does in their factories, I heard, is, like... It should uh, be a shock collar. should be a shock collar. <laughs> yeah, shocks crazy. you when you have I'm but sorry. I'm just, I am over COVID so much. I don't even like... I think this is over... Over the- preparation, like over concern, yeah. dude. I told you guys, I I, I went to Florida. <laughs> Put me in there, coach. I will tackle yeah. these mugs. I ain't scared yeah. of it. Spit in my face. Here's, here's what's crazy. And to talk about just the political side of this, how 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 just horrible our society is at keeping track of these things. We COVID was at one point when at the height of when everybody was going crazy was at a 4% mortality rate, right? Now they finally fixed all the statistics because they were not count- counting things correctly. They it's finally like probably realized like a it. 1% now. Less than 1%. That's Less what I've been saying for 1%. weeks, and everybody's been calling me crazy. I know. So, I'm with you, man. So, I've been, I've been with been you, too. Crazy. You know, Deion so, Sanders, go back. Let's just go back to Christian Miller real quickly. Is uh, Deion Sanders put the, uh, tweeted out this. Is He said all players opting out. In all sports, please believe the game will go on without you. This is a business, and don't you ever forget that. There's no one that's bigger than the game itself. Only the refs, umps, and officials are that important. That you, I don't want to get that part, because I guess they can't actually play that day if like the whole official well, no, part went down. Saying, like, if you're a player, they're going to replace you with the next man up. And Christian Miller to, does yeah, not you're... have the, uh, what is it, the, not collateral, he does not have – he's not a first-round pick. No, he needed no. this – that's why it's so He needed this season so and, bad. Yeah, he needed this season. And to be honest, I really don't think that we're going to miss him that much because when you look at uh, Weatherly coming in, now we have Yutura Gross Mottos. We still have Marquise Haynes on the roster. Like, we do have a decent little rotation that uh, Christian Miller was actually going to be a nice little addition to. Uh, but now that – continues to move on uh completely without him so yeah i mean you really do feel for him and i don't it's so hard you know because it's like i don't want to shame anyone for making the, a decision that they, they feel believe is right they, yeah that they believe is right and they're trying to do the right thing and not ultimately hurt their family members dude it's tough shit for everyone no one wants to be doing this 
But I do want to touch on something um, when I've mentioned college football because it does relate to us. And Tyler Lovato in the chat, uh, he says, I'm, t- I'm so terrified these college quarterbacks are going to go back for their senior year since they can't play this year. And I, I put this out on Twitter, and it's like the most Panthers thing that could happen. If like we have a terrible season this year, and we get the number one pick in the draft, and they, there's no college football this year. So Trevor Lawrence decides, you know what? I'm coming back to Clemson for my senior year. And b- the Big Ten isn't uh, playing this year, so maybe Justin Fields wants to raise his stock a little higher. It, it's, it's just, you know, it, it means a lot because a lot of these players, I mean, think about Joe Burrow. This is a, a player that no one knew before the start of the last season and played yeah, his he way. He would have been a six-round pick. pick. He would have been a six-round pick, if even yeah, that. Then, he yeah, would have gone undrafted he, without his without last and year. And then went on to have one of the best statistical seasons that a college quarterback has ever had and played his way into the number one overall pick. Like, if there is no college football, this is going to have a ripple effect on the professionals, on the on the pros as well. The only reason there shouldn't be college is what it probably shows us is the flaws of travel more than anything. Is that like these kids? And, and this is kind of the bullshit part of college football. And to believe, and anybody who says that you know, well, they get this education. You know, I, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if paying the players is the answer. I almost think that college is getting out of semi-professional athletics is the true answer to be honest because to to believe that these guys can practice yeah yeah that they can practice so much and they can do all this and get there's a very few handful of dudes that probably can manage to travel three days a week to practice four days a week and actually take a course load right at and it be legitimate so I, I don't know is that it's I'm actually um I'm very kind of I'm surprised there's not going to be college football for all of this. I am so surprised well, because just, colleges have said, "Look, and I live in a university town and they just said, "Look, our our you know, our university is not fiscally solvent enough. We're not Michigan." Right? It's like we need these kids going they they need the revenue. And yeah. you might not get it for football and some different things, but very – I'm a little astonished, but um, I'm not well, astonished that the NFL is going to play. And I'm more – I don't know. I'm just so, like, past it, dude. Is like I'm not really – I don't walk out in the world scared. I, I wear my yeah. mask when I – you know, because I've been mandated. You know, and I keep away, I guess, from people. I'm not kissing anybody. But have you heard this? Is I heard like so I live in Greenville, North Carolina, East Carolina University. The first thing that comes out is eight athletes or you know, or three three students and eight faculty had COVID. Lowe's and Food Lion are open all day long. I don't hear any stories in the news like seven people at Lowe's have COVID. No, I mean I'm even considered high risk myself. And, dude, I don't give a shit anymore. But, I, you know, I also don't go out crazy places either. Um, so, and, and kind of how it relates to, uh, you know, college football, a lot of the arguments that the players and the coaches are making is that if, if we're a part of the football team, we're being tested on a regular basis. We are rooming with other players that we know have also tested negative. 
and a lot of people, and I really applaud uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields over the past uh, few days because they've really been active on Twitter talking about this kind of stuff. But a lot of these guys come from real shit backgrounds. So they don't really have anything to go home to. And it, it, it's less likely that they're going to go home and quarantine and social distance, especially if they're in a neighborhood where it's like it was either play football or sell drugs. Or live with they, my they three have, brothers. Right. Yeah, like, you top, know, in yeah, the same uh, room. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, absolutely. and that's a lot of, you know, we're stereotyping a certain degree, but it's just, all right, no more COVID talk. The reason we brought it up is because of Christian Miller Christian opting Miller. out. Um, other new, and here, I did want to go back to this. We were talking about the youth on this team and, and how fast we, you know, we've always talked about speed and receivers and wanting to see what Curtis Samuel, here's Eli Apple on the speed of the receivers. Eli David with ESPN.com. Wanted to ask, you've been around the league a little bit. You've seen a lot of receivers. What do you think of the overall speed of the receivers at Carolina? And specifically, what have you seen out of DJ Moore that's impressed you? Yeah, DJ's fast. He seems like he gets faster every year. And um, he's getting very technical, too, with his routes. And he's uh, he's going to be a great receiver. I mean, he already is to me. And, um, of course, Robbie Anderson, I've played against him a lot. He's super fast. Great get off. Um, Curtis, I mean, I feel like you have the fastest receivers, probably, because they all run 4 3, if not faster. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be great to watch. So our starting wide receiver core is going to be likely DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Cyclin and Curtis Samuel in the slot. We've heard rumors that Curtis Samuel could be even be used in the backfield some, like he was in college. Those guys are fast. The question is, how are they going to do against uh, big corners who can muscle on them up, and how can they use technique to get off around those? I think, you know, is is that going to be a problem? I don't think it's going to be a problem for DJ. DJ's built stout, um, and Robbie Anderson has had some success in this league, and I think him playing a number two role in a in a place that people really believe in him, he's going to be uh, just fine. You can see this Panthers offense just. Sm- being smoking fast all season long. I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey is like the slowest dude on the on the offense. Right? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speed could be the way to go. I mean, it seems like having speedy receivers is what's worked for teams like Kansas City and you know these high flying offenses as of recent. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out all that well. I, I'm never a fan of going in all one direction or all the other. We saw like that in the opposite. We yeah. Time. We went all, we went all big. All yeah. yeah, and 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 you know it's it's great on paper and it may work. I mean it, it could, but it's probably better to have a little mix of you know everything. I do feel like we have a pretty decent receiver core, though. I mean, I like Robbie Anderson. I like uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. I consider him as a receiver too because he catches as many passes as our wide receivers do. Um, when and, was the last you know, time we had a receiver? Has potential. When was the last time we had a receiver core that you were that you thought was this good, Cody? Would this be going back to I don't even know if we've had one. I mean, the best Panthers I mean, since like but t- t- before like Steve Smith and Masin since Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean really uh you know, this is probably the best, man. I have said it before, dude. It's so ironic and par for the course that We've been saying for years that we want Cam Newton to have a cast 
that looks just like this right after he leaves the team. Yeah. But no, man, we have, listen, the point is we have speed everywhere. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, even Farrell Cooper is a name, you know, that, that we don't uh, mention a lot. To. Is it Farrell Cooper, right? Farrell. Yeah. We might have our most proven return guy now since Definitely Ted Ginn, Rams. the first Farrell, guy. Yeah, Farrell yeah. Cooper, Farrell Cooper. Pro Curtis Bowler. Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, all, yeah, all, 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 and, you know, I, I do think that hopefully this year um, you can see a, a huge jump in the game of Ian Thomas and yeah. and, uh, and uh, what, what he's going to be able to do. And if you look at how Joe Brady used um, uh, Randy Moss's son, Thad Moss, uh, at, at LSU, they really got him the ball a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot. So I, didn't, uh, I think Ian uh, uh, is – kind of have a good chance of being a real meaningful part of this offense. So my, my concern has always been the offensive line. If, if they can give me a, a little ease and, and cause me to believe that they're going to be able to give Teddy Bridgewater the necessary protection, I'm down for it, man. And we have the type of players uh, for Teddy to be able to get the ball out quick because a lot of them are yards after the catch guys. So if, if Teddy is able to offer operate this offense in rhythm, yeah, man, we should have a, an offense that's really tough to game plan for. Speaking yeah. of all of what we've been talking, we've been talking about um, COVID. We've been, and players opting out. We've talked now about uh, the offensive line. That brings us to Russell Okung, who last year suffered from pulmonary embolism. My dad had this after a surgery. It put him down worse than a nine-hour surgery. That little blood clot that rolls through your heart to your lung will put a big man down on the ground more than a nine. My dad had a nine-hour surgery, and that was the least of his problems. Russell Okung, a lot of people were speculating potentially as him being a high at-risk player um, and one who was even, some people suggesting, fielding the idea of retirement. The Charlotte News and Observer reported today that Okung's agent which is strange because Okung usually negotiates his own contract, so now he's subcontracting what he usually does, said that he's not contemplating the idea of retirement. So there is some some news for you. But there was one other. So Christian Miller opt out, little Okung news in, uh, floating around there, and Graham Gano. Did we talk? We missed this because we weren't here. Graham Gano cut. Graham Gano cut. Thank Jesus. I well, I know. Well. What's that? <laughs> I said my comments on last show two weeks ago didn't age well. Oh, where was, he was going to do everything? Well, no, where I was going to say that we might see a situation where Joey Sly slides out to punter ever since pair, you know, since our, we, we lost our punter. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, because Graham Gano does well under that competition style of you know stuff so uh, i was thinking you know i think graham gano sticks around um i think they want to have a sure-footed uh kicker but now they've uh they've opted to go all in on joey sly man it's uh it's an interesting tactic we're gonna unfortunately i'm hoping that their game plan is that we're just not going to be kicking many field goals yeah do you think this means we're just going to go for analytics base that most of the time we're going for it on fourth down you know, I like Joey Sly. I do, and I think he has the, the, the potential to be a very good kicker in the NFL. Um, you know, he's just got to get certain things fixed up. 
Um, yeah, like the 30-yard field goal. Like he's weak from like 30. 60 and above, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Dude is incredible Um, from those uh, long distance. It's that short range uh, that we're talking about that's the issue for him. So if he can get that short up. He's like the Cam Newton of kickers. kickers. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. The layup (laughs) is the hardest one. That's explanation explanation of what he is uh, to a T, man. But I, I like him. I just, I think that with the way that the world is going to be working with the new NFL and everything uh, this year, I think that um, I think Matt Rule may be pushing to try and be more of a gambler than Ron Rivera was. R- Riverboat Matt. Um, <laughs> the Riverboat, okay, Riverboat Rule. Oh gosh, Riverboat River- Rule. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, there Riverboat go. Rule. Rule. Okay. Gambling oh, rules. What about that? Gambling rules. Maybe. Hey, let me just say. Um, a wise man once said, "You don't know what you got till it's gone." And I'm all I'm saying, yeah, is, like Butker. Uh, no, all, all I'm saying, well, yeah, but all I'm saying is, you know, sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Dude, I'm full of shit tonight, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing uh, with these. Uh, with, fuck with these that cliche over the, there. The, I the say only, fuck that, dude. Fuck that the, because the, look, the everybody gave. Go ahead. The only reason I say that, and I, I get it, you've been very uh, loud and vocal about your dislike of Gano. I understand it. I get it. But what I'm saying is, is it could be a whole lot worse. And I, I keep reminding everyone that even though Joey Sly has a big leg, he missed a lot of field goals last year. And I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of, of just forgetting about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so it's like, at least when you had both of them, it was like, okay, well, if one's fucking up, at least we have a fallback guy. Now we really don't even have another good option as a fallback guy, in my opinion. All right. In my so, defense, in my defense, I have never been a Joey Sly advocate. I have just been a Graham Gano hater. And on your side. And if you uh, is think about all the shit we gave to, that Panther fans gave to John Casey. Because he kicked the ball out of bounds in the Super Bowl. And he by the way, he Ray Finkled it. He did. He Ray Finkled it. Laces out. Yes. You know, the whole thing. And and look, that one, it hurt. That one hurt. But John yeah. Casey was like straight money. like, And then he was money when he left the Panthers for a long time, too. I think he went to the, what, yeah. the Saints after that? But we... Graham Gano was never that for us. Now, did he have? A, he had one season where he was really, really good. Uh, he had one sixty-three yard. He was always really good when he was about to get cut. That's when he was good. But yeah. if you can't forgive John Casey for kicking the ball out of bounds, I can't forgive John uh, Graham Gano for missing the forty-four yarder at the end of the second quarter in the Super Bowl, or is either the beginning of the third quarter, where we could have pulled within like three uh, in in a game that you know, and that changes momentum a lot. And a missed field goal gives them good. Decent field goal field position. So I don't want to hear the 63-yarder against the Giants in a season that turned out to mean nothing. I want to say 44-yarder in the Super Bowl. And one other one. Here's the other thing. And sometimes it's not just one kick. 
or one game. It's the back-to-back games. Remember when Jake DeLome just shit the bed in that Cardinals playoff game? And then he came back and played the first game of the next year, and it was just off. He threw like he had like 11 turnovers in two games. Graham Gano also missed a game-winning field goal against the Denver Broncos in the opening, right? And that really changed the entire, I think, you know, kind of set a tone for For the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, Because if we don't win that game, I agree, it would have changed everything that season. So confidence levels would have been at an all-time high. You know, that was that entire season was a season of robbery for us because, like, we weren't blown out in many of those games. It was just little losses. And we would, a lot of times, we'd be playing from the lead and we'd give that up, you know. And the year before everything went right, the year before everything went right, every ball bounced our way in 2015, it felt like, until the Super Bowl. In 2016, every ball, ball bounced the wrong way. Let's go to the cat calls because I know I saw in the transcript the first cat call has to do with the subject we're talking about. Numbers 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Tell a friend about the Longest Running Panthers podcast. Be a part of the community. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good like that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in the snow. Who's that kid that can use one? What's up, guys? Kyle from VA. And, uh, man, I've been waiting on it all day since I heard about it that they let uh, Graham Gano go. I was just wondering. Panthers, we're really going to have the fucking balls to put a uh, thank you, Graham Gano post after oh. not saying a damn word about the best player in their franchise history. It bugs the shit out of me, guys. Thank you, post for Graham Gano. For Graham Gano. Okay. Great call. Great call. But yep. didn't say nothing about Cam Newton. I know the situation was mm-hmm. a little iffy at first. Can't comment on their post and everything, but you got to say something at some point when you're sitting here. I mean, it's just, it's so disrespectful, man. And mm-hmm. I know we're trying to get over it or at least stop talking about it as much and just kind of move on and try to just, just mesh into the new new of the Panthers. But it's hard to when you see just trash ass shit like that, man. Mm hmm. I can't believe they really did that, but they've done a lot that I did not think they would do in one off season. So I don't know why I'm surprised anymore. It is a business, and David Tepper is a fucking cutthroat type of guy. He's a Carl I- uh, Carl icon. You got to at some point acknowledge Cam Newton. At some point, you have to acknowledge Cam Newton. Like the fans are just no, fed up with it. You just I know they don't. Now, I know it's Not anymore. Really yeah. And maybe you can't, but just give that a chance, you know? Anyways, I just wanted to see y'all's opinion on that. I think it's fucking disrespectful as fuck for the Panthers to do that. But anyway, guys, y'all take it easy. And as always, keep pounding. Finish him.
Great call right there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is that because I hated Graham Gano, so I don't want to hear no thank you for what you did. Mm-hmm. Shut up, man. God. Well, if you actually go back to look at that 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 thank you tweet they sent out, one of my replies is, "Oh, I guess I missed the one with Cam Newton." Oh, <laughs> get him. Like, and so I mean, I agree, hundred percent. That was the first thing I thought as soon as I saw that. I think uh, Cody, you actually didn't you send well, Cody or CK? One of you two sent it to us in our group chat, and I saw it. I was like, I can't believe it. Like, well, why would you not do that for Cam? Not even acknowledging the Cam Newton. So you know what? I, I'm to the point now. I can absolutely believe it. Oh, I can. It's the most believable yeah. shit in the world, baby. It's yeah, it the most is. Believable shit it in is. the world. And, and you sound like Dick like, Vitale, by the way. Our caller is saying like. uh <laughs> You know, uh, at some point they have to acknowledge Cam. No, the fuck they don't, bro. They have moved on, and they clearly do not give a damn about our hurt feelings because of it. Whether you like it or not, this is a Panthers organization that is minus Cameron Jarrell Newt. And that's just, you know, I mean, uh, a few weeks ago, people were getting mad at us because it's like, okay, talk about something other than Cam Newton. He's not a Panther anymore. This is my attempt to do exactly that. I have a mindset of it's just like, dude, I, if you're holding out for the Carolina Panthers to give Cam Newton their just due and their just respect, you're going to be waiting a long-ass time because it's, it's not going to happen. It's just, can, it's, can I also uh, do this? Because I think uh, Tim wants us to talk about this. Yeah, sure. I was about to say that. He's calling me out. Um, no, got no, no, my no. phone I'm number. About to, I'm about to flip the script on this. <laughs> oh, um, so we want to talk about uh, between the 20 and 29 that he is uh, four for five between 20 and 29. He's one of three kickers who's missed kickers last year in that time frame, in that amount of, in that. So everybody else, all kickers other than three other, two other kickers, he was one of three that missed within that 20 yards, 20 to 29. All right. He is number 25 on accuracy percentage, period. He is number 25 on field, like, extra point percentages. Like, he is not, like, a top tier. So, they're extra points. That's the worst when you miss a damn extra point. It's, like, yeah. the most so ridiculous that's one thing, thing we're missing, you know, that we're not really talking about with Joey Sly. I like Joey Sly, and I want him. I think he has the Yeah, you've be been good. a fan of him the whole time. Yeah, but but when I'm, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, he's missed four extra points um, last year. He the the one kick that he missed obviously between twenty and twenty nine, um, he is. Let's see. I, I, no, he's number. Uh, hold on. Let me see how I have this switched up. I'm going to tell you the exact extra point percentage. He is number twenty five. Then total field goal percentage. He is twenty three. So I mean, he is at the bottom of that level of competition in the NFL from that perspective. I love him. What's, the, difference, what's shorter, the difference in twenty five and 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 like say eleven? What do you mean? Just, just, like percentage, yeah. just out of curiosity, because I always like to go by percentages, just because the difference in maybe what can be number seven and what can be number twenty three. It's like could one maybe kick. Be like one point. <laughs> There's like so seventeen I was, I was people tied for he's, six. He's at seventy eight percent on his regular field goal percentage period, which right? is not great. Yeah, yeah he is seventy eight percent. Number ten is eighty-seven percent, so a ten percent increase. Okay, so that's that's a huge difference. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's the only reason I ask that because th- sometimes those can be kind of misleading. Just doing placements. Yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. You can have like the top seven receivers and they're within a hundred yards of each other. Yeah, and let's, let's let's so. take it a step further. He's eighty-eight percent on extra point percentage. 
to be in the top 10, he'd have to be at 98%, 96%. So another 10% difference between where he's at and where the top 10 kickers in the NFL are. Yeah, your, your, your argument's solid, man. I agree. But you, 10 you is he's, saying he's not he's as not good great. from deep as great. we're giving him credit for, no. is that he missed five in the 40. He might not be that damn good, to be honest. Ten Tiz is saying he's the real stat daddy. He's calling you out, Greg. No, you know, I wasn't oh. paying attention to that. But yeah, but I see that. He is. So, he's, he's pulling him out there, but he's also wrong from what he's saying. So it looks like, right? He's, he's so, opposing us, right? Here's, here's what I'll say about this. Joey Sly is 11 for 8 um, between the 50 or anything above but if 50. if he's agreeing with us. Right? Sorry. Now, here's the thing. He is the number one kicker in long distance. He's nobody else has eight kicks last year for fifty plus yards. No other kicker. Right, but what happens when you're missing extra points? Yeah. Like when you can't guarantee that a touchdown is is seven, you have a problem, man. And like this is this is what I'm saying too. It's like we all want to shit on Graham Gano. Fine. At least we knew that at a certain range. I would rather you be better up close than from a distance because I know that extra points are more than likely they're going to be tacked onto that touchdown and you're getting seven points. Like those those points matter. And I, yeah. I think like we're, we're really kind of like there's no assuredness with with our kicking team right now, whether it be Sly or, or anyone else. Like none of these guys, even if it was Gano that kept and got rid of Sly – like no one is proving themselves or has proven themselves to be the answer at that position. I got something for you, Tim Tizzy. Nice. I'm calling them out. I got their phone number. I'm calling them out. I got their phone number. The number's 252-228-5098. That's my boy, Fabulous. That's how old I am. Is I like Fabulous. Like my man eating low main on the... Uh, but I'm calling them out. I got your phone number. All right. Uh, so way to go, Tin Tizzy, my man, our dude, yeah. always in the chat, hanging out. We appreciate yeah, sure. it. Um, sure. Let's see what else. Let's go ahead and fire up the next call, if you guys don't mind. Let me see. We're on call number two, and it's a silent one. Silent but deadly. Listen, y'all. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is Nick. Glad we got that out of the now way. You all have yeah. to deal with me. See if anyone gets that. Tony, that was you. Okay, that was the last <laughs> time we ever saw Cam Newton play in a Panthers uniform. That oh. was that Tampa Bay game that Thursday night. That you know where a lot of the fans booed him. Okay, and now we make the brilliant move to get rid of Gano. Yes. Even Joey Sly, the only kicker on our oh. damn roster. Nick, oh what man, what in the yeah, hell is going on? I'm all alone. We're going to be talking about nothing but that tonight. So, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, we better get an answer real fast, or I feel like we're going to be tanking this year. So hold on, this is the it's moment that, he's, me right that he now. feels like we're tanking, getting rid of. Graham, yeah. no. this is the moment. <laughs> like, seriously, after all the stuff we've gone through, this is that straw that broke the camel's back with getting rid of Graham. Gano. It's Come over. On, you <laughs> owe me like, 10 bucks with, now. You might, well me. you might as hey. well just pay me. You might as well just pay me. 
Hey, I want to go back to what uh, 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 Cody was saying a little bit ago about the the kicker and how he feels like extra points are, are more important to be able to make this consistently. Consistently, I don't necessarily agree extra points, but my thing is most kickers in the NFL can hit a fifty yarder. Most, if you're not, you can't. You shouldn't be in the NFL. Right. Most field goals are not going to be past fifty yards unless you're trying to catch up at the end of the game. You have a reason that you absolutely have to have those three points. Most of the time, if you're kicking a fifty plus yarder. You're probably not kicking it. Right. Saying. I mean, so so it is important to have a guy like you're saying that can kick the ins- the, the ball right, within but, the inside. But you, you so kind of just the- made. But you kind of just made my point for me. That's what though. I'm doing. I'm making your point. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, no. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. right. I'm not on your side here. I I think that I like Joey Sly, but I think that that he needs to be able to kick on the inside better. Yeah. Having the ability to kick the long ball is great if you are in a game situation where you need a 70 yarder to win the game. But how know, often does that come up? Yes. A lot less than an extra point or a 40-yard field goal. That, I want to know that 85 to 90% of the time, it's guaranteed that you're going to make the extra point. Like well, that, he's, that, that's he's my, in the 85 range. Like, he's in that that range. At extra point, you need to be 95 to 100%. Yeah. And, and you know, I, yeah, I think a lot of times, too, and we said this last year, that, you know, when the whole team is playing bad – it's kind of hard to single out one player. I think we need to extend that courtesy a little bit to the kicking position too. So yeah, maybe I need to take my own advice. But you know, I, I think um, you know. Why do we I, have I to it's... like Graham Gano though? That's my thing. Is I don't. I'm I'm you fine with y'all. Not even on I don't. The team anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I was never saying that you had to like him. I'm saying that you know, uh, dude, uh, maybe a, a, a glass of milk isn't a beer at night, but hey, at least it's something cold to drink. That, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> at least you had something. You knew you had something substantive. That's all I'm saying. And right now, there's no guarantee that we know that we even have that. Um, I want to address... Hold on. Who did I see it? Somebody said... Uh, Rich Kendall says, what's his best weapon? An injured Edelman? And if you know anything, homie, you know Demir Bird is about to put up big time oh numbers with the damn yeah. Patriots, bro. What if Demir Bird? What if he goes off this year? He yeah. will in week yeah. one, and then he'll have like a broken face. No, what if he goes oh. off for the entire year? What if he is a Pro Bowl receiver at the end oh, of the year? Oh gosh, I will be he so will happy, be. and, and I'll remind you he's away. been on this podcast twice. It's embarrassing <laughs> because Tony probably believes. Without a shadow of a doubt, that Demir Bird He's is their number one. Oh yes! Oh. oh my ass, bro! Let's look up the my stats, ass, dude. Let's, let's oh, look up career boy. stats. Actually, that's a good yeah, question. That, I want to see that. that. Oh, it's bro. not. I mean, he statistically is not, but um, yeah. Come but on. oh, what was I going to say? Is this is that everybody's y- y'all acting like uh, what was? It? Oh, uh, I did see that Curtis, the best Panther receiver in history. Curtis Samuel's birthday was yesterday. We stand Curtis Samuel. Or it might have been today. We stand in the chat. Nah, is you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And look, is I was this excited about Curtis Samuel in year one. Like the the way you guys are excited excited, I was that excited. And then it was like the coaching staff just fucking ruined him. So I'm to the point. I'm like yeah. the Tampa. It's, to, to me right now, Curtis Samuel is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
what they've been to me in the past is I'm tired of being excited about them. And what I say is like, I've never been excited about the Tampa Bay, but I've always said like, this is the team. They're going to come out. Yeah. You know, I think they got a little something. And then every year they fucking suck. So I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. Um, but yeah, Demir Bird, dude, he's going to have like 200 yards and two touchdowns in week one. He might get one butt cheek <laughs> touchdown. I was there. He had a two a kickoff. He had a kickoff return touchdown and two touchdowns in that game. It was like a three-touchdown game for him. It was awesome. Little baby bird. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Chirp. And then he chirp, got hurt. Chirp. Yeah, and, and then he got game. hurt. That's exactly right. That's how it goes. Little baby bird goes chirp, 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 and then he gets hurt. No, All he has to do is do this, and he's he's just – he's buying. He's just waving back. I would, rather have, I would rather have Curtis Samuel's excuses than being hurt all the time as being an excuse. Curtis Samuels had terrible quarterback play, holding him back from being the true version of himself that we know oh, it can be. Hasn't Curtis Samuel been hurt quite a bit, though? Yes. Well, no. yes. Well, yes. Well, yes. Yeah, and yes. Mean, Hamstring uh, injury. He's been hurt every season, right? He's missed at least one game every season. He, he, he wasn't hurt uh, last year. Let's go look at it. Right here. Games. He was hurt the first two games. Games. 9-13. Last year was his only his first full season. So he played nine in his first season, 13 in his second season. So, I mean, he's not – Injury, pro, like you know, anti-injury. The one I think He's last still, year was was his heart, though. I don't well, think it was an injury. Last, no, still an injury keeps was, you from playing. That was his first year in the NFL. He had the heart problem, and then they uh, they brought him back from that, and he uh, hurt broke his ankle. his ankle. Yeah, hurt his ankle, uh, and then the next year, Ron Rivera wouldn't play him as much because they were trying to work him back or whatever the hell that means, and, and not giving him enough playing system, time. Right. Trust then yeah, then Cam Newton got <laughs> hurt. Then he had uh, uh, White Boy throwing him the ball. I I forget the dude's name now. That's how much I can give a fuck about him, dude. Kyle Allen. Uh, there we go. That dude. Yeah, man. Listen, Curtis Samuel. Oh, has anybody uh, speaking of white dude quarterbacks other than white dude trolls? Rich Kendall. Come on, man. Like enough. I mean, well, look, we're we're gonna let you hang around here. We're going to let you hang around here because we are not insecure. But come on. Come on, man. Get a life. Get a life. I've never been called a gay Mexican-Italian. I'm kind of honest. I know. I'm the Italian cat up here. Uh, by the way, homie, uh, Mike Vela is commenting, I'm growing the, I'm getting the hair like you, Cody. I'm get, It's getting long. He calls me the silver fox. Yes, I had my first gray hair when I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade, this girl it. named Alexis Blake picked it out. She plucked it, and I swear five grew in its place. Dude, but, I'm picking them all the time from my beard, from my head. Dude, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that in a year or two, I'll probably look like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> okay, so the what was I was going to say? One other thing is about uh, – oh, what about Will Greer? Is he even – What about Will Greer? Yeah, he's, I mean, I'm yeah, just. Uh, have you heard his name one time through anything going on, like even a prospect of something in the future? He's done. It was a waste of draft pick. Yeah, we Will said it that year. All right, let's go to the next call. Let's see what you guys got to say. I think we're on this one. Hey, what's up, C3 Podcast? It's Run DMC Lovato. What up, Tyler? Uh, I got a question to ask you guys tonight about some position battles. Sorry about your grandfather, uh, by the way. Be pretty interesting, and I just wanted to see what you guys think. Um, I think the biggest position battles has to be on the 
probably both of the guard spots on offense. Everything else is pretty much set in stone, I think, on offense. Besides both of the guard spots, you got you got both your tackles set in Moten and Okun, and you got your center set in Paradis. But it's going to be interesting in the guards. I think I really want Dennis Daly to start. I think he has. A, I think he might be a, a late round. I don't want to say gym, but I think he can be a quality starter if he gets an actual opportunity. I mean, he played pretty well at swinging tackle for us last year, and I really hope he gets a chance to earn that one of those guard spots. But I was wondering what you guys think. Is it going to be uh, Michael Schofield or the the John? I think his name is John Reed or whatever the guy's name is that we got from Cincinnati. I forgot his name. Or is it going to? What do you think it could possibly be? Uh, Greg Little. He might swing from tackle to guard and hopefully end spot there. I was just wondering what you guys thought on that. And on defense, oh my god, I mean, we can go on and on about the defense. I don't know who the fuck's gonna start at the third linebacker spot. I'm, I think to hear Whitehead's probably gonna start in the middle. Uh, He's got to. We oh wait, have, in the middle? You don't think Shaq's gonna move the middle? Shit, I forgot, I forgot the guy's name. 58. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm running a blank right no, now. I don't think so. Shaq, Shaq Thompson. Jack Thomas, oh my God. Thompson, got okay. you, Tyler. I got you back. Jack Thompson, Jesus. But I have no idea who I think is going to start in the third linebacker spot. Honestly, I don't think we're going to use three linebackers. We'll probably use a slot corner mostly. I think you're right. I think you're right. We don't have any good, you know, we do don't have enough. On that? And what are your most interesting position battles you guys think will be on the team? That's all I got for you, C3 amount. All right, so my interesting uh, – position battle and i think i actually have a let me see if i got something that maybe not is i i think looking at stephen weatherly and fa obata you know these two have you seen fa obata the pictures of him working out yeah apparently um like he's like big as fuck now dude yeah it's reported that he gained around 15 pounds so to answer our caller's question, that was Tyler, right? Yeah, that was Tyler. Run, D, run. Yeah, to, to answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to answer this question, uh, I think a good battle to watch uh, is going to be between F.A. Obata and Yutur uh, Gross Matos or Gross Matos or whatever the fuck Tony wants to call him. Um, why? Why? Yeah. What is it? Is uh, YGM Yutur Gross? Yeah, YGM. So. I think that's going to be a good battle. F.A. Obata has been working hard, put on 15 pounds of muscle. And that also says to me that the rumors and um, all of the information that said we were converting back to a 4-3 defense, that holds a lot more uh, credence now because you want a lot more weight and functional play strength to be able to set a physical edge and a 4-3 base. So, yeah, I I mean, I think – it, we're gonna have some interesting battles. Um, what's the guy that we picked up from um, uh, Minnesota? Stephen Weatherly. 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 Yeah, I think the the defensive end position is gonna be really interesting, especially uh, with Brian no Christian Burns. Miller right there. Because now yeah. I think Weatherly is gonna be a starter. Right now, it's it's kind of strange. Some of the things that we thought were kind, of, I I think that Weatherly could be a starter. 
I think that it's going to be Eli Apple and Dante Jackson starting at corner on this team. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. Who, who are we going to get? I mean, I don't even know if there are position battles. Every position except for on offense is a position battle. I mean, well, let's, how about this? Why don't we all name off the positions where we don't think there's a battle? Quarterback. Running back. back, running back, wide receiver, receiver. wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Because there's only one yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, linebacker linebacker because there's yeah, not yeah, enough. There, there's not enough. Yeah. Um, uh, cornerback. Really? I mean, is center cornerback? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. Who, who would it be? Who would it be? Yeah. It would be. Uh, it can't be the print, the Prince guy or whatever. Maybe the uh, the uh, nickel or safety position. That's what uh, I was thinking. Because we, yeah. we have Jeremy Chen now. Justin yeah. Burris is on the football team. All right. Yeah, it's, it's safety. Yeah, safety. So what about corner? Are we all kind of content with saying that our starting two? Or Eli Apple and Dante Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I don't see Corn Elder making a big push right there. Um, let me see who else we got at DB. Uh, Cole Luke. He, he, I feel like that dude's oh, always on this Luke. fucking team, man. Like he's never gonna play. Um, Troy Pride. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be a starter. I think you know if somebody gets hurt, he might be a guy that comes in. Uh, cornerback Stanley that. Thomas Oliver the third, another guy that might contribute rotationally, but I don't think he's going to come in. And that's like it, dude. It's like the whole team. I'm not going to lie though; those are superhero names: Troy Pride and Thomas Oliver the <laughs> third. They are. <laughs> that, that, that screams superhero right there. I, I don't know. You might have something. Here's a, I got a little sound clip. Here's Stephen Weatherly on the defense right here um, talking to the media. Sports up triumph. On that note, you, you had you dealt with terrific pass rushers at Minnesota, and you had Linval in the middle of that D-line. So I'm just interested, what have you seen, your early observations of Burns on the edge, Yatur, and um, the other young guy on that D-line, um, Derek Brown? Um, I see very similar freakish style abilities in regards to body awareness and body control that D has um, back in Minnesota in regards to speaking of Burns, right? And so he he very much knows how to use his body, how to position his body to get past uh, the tackle for pass rush. And in the run game, uh, he may not look uh, overly big, but he's very strong, very confident and plays behind his hands. So he, he sets good edges. And then uh, DB, uh, Derek Brown, he's, a, he's big. Like, I'm big. But he's big, and he does not move like he's big, um, which is always a great thing. So, once again, um, learning how one another plays, that's what's going to determine how well we play as a defense because we definitely have pieces. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. That is Stephen Weatherly, who I think is going to sh- – could be a guy that oh, I think we should be excited about. He's on a – on a def- you know, played in Minnesota where it's just hard to leapfrog all pro players, right? And you know what? One person they didn't did not mention at all, and this kind of little concerning to me is KK. 
Why aren't we talking about KK being a big leader on this defense, coming back off an of injury? He's going to be a big productive producer in the middle. I'm besides, he's trade bait. Thinks how when he's what was hurt. Oh. I it don't makes, mind it. It makes sense. Why not? They've dumped everybody else. Yeah. And I don't mind That's it either. Especially and he's like 30 right now. Especially yeah. if it starts to go bad. If our season starts to go bad soon, trade him out, man. That's another pick in the draft. What do you want? He's already him? 31 years old. Can you believe that? He's like the oldest player. Is he the oldest player on the team? Hold on. I'm going to find it. What's KK worth to y'all? Trey's probably close, if nothing else. No, Trey's not that old, is he? I would hope to get Russell Okung and KK. How it? Russell Okung, KK, Matt Paradis. Matt Paradis is 30, so we got two. Th- um, that's it. Oh, to hear uh, Whitehead is thirty. KK is the oldest dude on the team. How is that even possible? And how is Jason Ferris on injured reserve? Joe Dirt on injured reserve. You guys got to oh, go look. Joe Dirt. God, you got to you got to look up my man's name. I suck, uh, Joe. Jordan Mack opted out. Linebacker Christian Miller. Yeah, that's he's the oldest player on our team. But also, Tony, can I just say this, like? Luke Kinkley, in my opinion, and in the in the opinion of a lot of people, was never a vocal leader. Was never the rah rah, let's go fucking kick their ass. Like yeah. that's never been his KK either. And in that same light, K one short is not either. And I think that maybe we kind of hold it against him doubly because we've expected so much more from him because we haven't heard from him in a while. Um, you know, he's supposed to be the best pass rusher on our football team. So, you know, we're expecting a lot from him. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily know that there's anything that he can do right now. I mean, it's training camp. Everyone's given the superficial interviews uh, like Greg talks about. That, that kind of talking about nothing, just saying stuff to fill the time. That's what everyone's doing right now. Yeah. So, it's just so I, pointless. Dude, yeah. I cannot wait until this season. We're going to have to play some sort of game while we're watching the game. To like, can you name that player? If you look at the roster, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so it's crazy. It's a totally different team, man. It's crazy, it's, man. It's, I've never seen a roster turnover like this before. It's a great purge, and maybe it will work out for the best. You know, do you think that Graham Gano reunites with Rivera for a second stint yes. with the Redskins? You know, he was a Redskin before. Uh, correction. The, the, the Washington football team. The Washington football team. I don't so offended. I don't yeah, think that's crazy. a bad move either. I think calling them just straight Washington is a solid I think they should just keep that. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. Just Washington. Hey, hey I just threw a bet out to Rich Rich in the chat room says that because uh, he says nobody can beat the Chiefs. I put twenty dollars down right now saying the Chiefs lose a game next year. He just said to lose two games. Yeah, he changed it. I thought nobody could beat him. Well, he said nobody in the NFC. How about this? Nobody out, they will lose an NFC game next year. I'll put twenty dollars down right now. The Chiefs will I lose an NFC I game. I think Seattle. Because he, I think he said. See now, now, he, now he's saying twelve wins or less. Then we can oh, talk. Now he's going to four losses. Oh, Greg, okay, Rich, man. Yeah, yeah. Rich Kendall is drunk off his ass. Bro. <laughs> it's all if, good. If yeah. he made a deal yeah. with you, he's not remembering this shit tonight. Come on, Rich. He's we've been dealing. Talking. We we got dealt the bandwagon fan 
in 2015 from every team, yes. every play, every fan on every team. Yeah. So I know what you're going through, my guy. But I mean, the reality of the situation is the Chiefs have been good for a while, even beyond Mahomes. So I'm not right. going to call anybody a, like if you haven't been a bandwagon before Mahomes, then you're not a bandwagon fan. Look, you um, should be very excited about the Chiefs. Is like right now, oh, there is no reason to think that they um, should be any worse. Then they, you know, like any worse than they were last year, yeah, yeah. and they were great right. last year. Obviously, is that you also have to think about, you know, what is the quarter? We've seen this, you know. It's just like how long can you sustain injuries? Can derail any team? I the team I think is going to be really good this year is Seattle. Jamal yeah, Adams, really you know, Joey, yeah. Joe Riolano told me this, and I trust Joe's instincts when he just gauges people just eyeball test and he said jamal adams is better than cam chancellor bro i think those words were or he intimated he was just and i and i trust Maybe that that is going to be agree with joe i think he's one of the best players in the nfl if you look at what seattle is known for and that legion of boom and pete carroll um brett coleman did a great video that talked about how much jamal adams is a cerebral player who did a lot of the things for the Jets that Luke Kingsley did for the Panthers, except for he did it at the safety position. Um, yeah, Jamal Adams is incredible. No, I, I agree. The Seahawks are going to be a, be a great football team. But, hey, I just want to take a second to shame people. We have 37 people in the chat room right now and only 15 thumbs up. Game up, son. Smash it. Button. And I'm paying more attention to the chat room than I am the conversation. So, yeah. I do yeah, have a question, right? though. Yeah. I have a question just out of curiosity. Rich, I know you're in here and you're a Kansas fan. Are you that worried about the Panthers that you're watching our podcast? <laughs> no, he likes us. He's been, he's trying. Look, it's like one of those things. He's got a secret. It's a secret attraction. Are we, no, are we your are we your NFC team? Because I think we all have like a like a Ooh, secret AFC team yeah, that we like. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, team? definitely, yeah. And you know the thing is too. I don't. I don't. Are I don't we your Mister Unlimited? He hasn't been rude. He hasn't been offensive. Oh no! I'm not no, 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 so no. I'm having good fun with him. I just what want do you to mean know he that hasn't he been had. rude? Yes, he's been nothing but rude. No, he did call, I don't think so. Cody. Uh, he uh, called Cody a gay Mexican Italian. Okay, I, didn't, I missed that. Yeah, okay, that is rude. And <laughs> last, okay. and last, uh, two weeks ago, he and was. Way, he, he, How dare you insinuate that I'm Italian, bro? <laughs> ah. And two <laughs> weeks ago, he said, "What's up with Cody's chest, uh, shoulders? Is he in a wheelchair?" So, like, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Did I tell you this shit? Did I tell you this shit about uh, my wife's friend? Uh, she was watching this movie, and I might have said it in, in the same podcast two weeks ago. I can't remember. My friend was telling me this is that they were watching a movie with some friends, like two couples, and uh, it was like a deaf person talking in the movie or something. And you know that muddled kind of voice. And she was like, this is so funny. And then she made like an impression about it. And she's like, I just can't help it. I know it's wrong. I laugh every time. And like the other people got real quiet and turned out the the other chick's mom was deaf. And my friend, when he told me this story, and my friend, he said, needless to say, we never hung out with them again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Rich Kendall said, get up out of your chair and clap. Hey, why don't you sit on my lap and we'll see what pops up. 
Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Next call. 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. And if you're Rich Kendall, smash the thumbs down button. Because guess what? YouTube does not differentiate between thumbs up and thumbs down. They're just reactions. So That's if there right. was like a middle finger button, you could hit that. <laughs> and it would still help our podcast. We feed it off your hatred, pussy. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh, he just took it. Let's, I mean, uh, hold on. Need to. Let's get uh, start out with a shout out to my boys, Tony. Watch out for Teddy B's D. Slacking <laughs> or lacking lax. To the motherfucker K with the crazy KD on COD and Greg, the legendary Midland Podcast man. What's up, boys? Yeah, what's boy, up, Mike. man? Uh, what a great call already. Uh, keep doing your thing. Panthers fans, we appreciate y'all. So, here's what I want to talk about. Um, in my opinion, we've never had a, a true strong safety since uh, Mike hit you like winner, minner. Amen. Uh, it's obviously yeah. been our position, you know, with, uh, with the couple flash in the pans. Like uh, Mike Mitchell, yep, he was pretty good for us. Uh, I, I think that problem's coming to a resolution now. Um, with Jeremy uh, busting in the chin, um, I'm really excited about him. Um, I think he's uh, quite comparable to uh, Cam Chancellor back when he was the Seahawks. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're pretty similar. Uh, big. 6-3 frame. Uh, their uh, college stats are uh, quite comparable too, if you uh, if you look at that. And um, I'm I'm really looking forward to them uh, as a boost to that secondary, which has honestly been our weakest point, you know, this past decade or so. Um, so I think paired with Trey Boston, he'd uh, he'd be a be a big upgrade with that revamped line. Uh, I see big things coming for that defense, like always, because we play the D down in the C. All right, so just just watch out. Uh, I think Rule can co- coach those boys up and uh, make some things happen. So uh, tell me your thoughts on that. Um, and Panther Pride till I die. Let me try this out uh, for uh, Joey. Blind Panther. Wow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great and call! That, Did he say that was his first call? Well, and that uh, that caller is in our chat room right now. Supreme, Supreme Litter says leader. Uh, leader is it? Said that's my call, guys. Thanks for listening to my call. Much love, C three. Hell yeah, man! That was a great call, man. You know what's great about that call is you know homeboy listens to the podcast. Yeah, right? man. Is he that really he does. dropped all the stuff, like a lot of layers to that. Uh, and going even back to something that we've used to talk, you know, is that we've never had a strong savior. I think it's a good point. And Panthers FSU said this is basically Tony sitting here talking about Jamal, Cam Chancellor, and no mention of Chin. And is it Chin or Shin? Chin or Shin? We don't know. But it's either like way, bust like this mug on the chin. That's, you know, what is that Supreme Leader may have given us our T-shirt for the year. 
It's like chin a- check. <laughs> yeah. Chin check. Chin oh, check. Oh, I like that. Bro, chin check. Dog, you just got chin check, bro. Yep. I mean, uh, what is it? Your what's the 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 snap thing that they put the chin strap? He yeah, got yeah. Strap. That's the chin. Yep. You better put. You better tighten that chin strap, boy. Because chin check. You just got chin yeah, check. Tighten that chin strap because you're about to get chin check, dog. That's what it is, man. Hey, I I shared that same enthusiasm. Um, uh, Jeremy Chin was one of my top evaluated players. You have loved him, dude. Like, You've loved him the whole I time. Loved it, man. He jumped off the film. The guy is a physical freak of nature. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's a real contender to be a day one starter. I mean, that guy is going to be able to do a lot in our defense. And, you know, me and Greg really wanted to draft Isaiah Simmons instead of Derrick Brown, right? But now when you look at it, uh, Jeremy Chin is kind of like a – uh, uh, a different version of Isaiah Simmons. So in, in a way, it's kind of like we've got the best of both worlds. We have a defense that is uniquely set up to complement each other, and that's exciting for the future of our defense. Yeah. Rich, what's the call number? Look on the screen. It's only posted right, all over the screen. Look, he's about to call in and cuss us out. Good, keyboard, keyboard warrior right here. He's about to call in and cuss us out. That's good. It's all right. I'll play it. I'll play it, homie. I'll play it. Um, the, he says PM me. PM me, dude. I'm not going to PM you, man. Seriously, I'm not trying to fight with you. I was trying to be nice to you. If yeah, you, you even to, said like, you weren't like, even go, rude. Go, 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 yeah, go sit on a dick, dude. Seriously, I haven't said anything <laughs> bad about you. For real. Uh, <laughs> I was PM on Twitter. I mean, on uh, YouTube. Like, we're yeah. not on Facebook or yeah. Twitter. What are you, sliding in my DMs? Like, he's in my Instagram. Yeah. My man wants obviously been... hurt, man. Okay. He's obviously hurt. Um, I like the chin check, the chin checker. Uh, microphone wrecker, chin checker, right? Is that, yeah, is that, that's going to be good. And we do need a solution there. The question is, is he good? Like, it's just, all right, two questions about Jeremy Chin. All right. One is that we, and I think this is that <laughs> numbers, Rich. Sorry, <laughs> there's two numbers. Yes, they're the same <laughs> fucking number twice. <laughs> two numbers are the same. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, call the second <laughs> one. <laughs> call the yeah. second one. It was making fun of me for being a handicap, but I guarantee you, this dude rode the short bus. <laughs> That's a okay, so uh, even uh, even Greg's dog is crying over this. His ass off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, questions about Chen is that the same ones that come up with Isaiah Simmons. A lot of people have said this is that the multiple sometimes doesn't work out, right? It's like being yeah. able, and so you know we've seen. You could almost say Shaq Thompson was a little bit of this that hybrid player that we were trying to figure out exactly what was going on, right? Is But they committed him to linebacker. I don't think the multiple question is as big, the hybrid player is as big as a deal maybe it used to be like 10 years ago or something. So I'm not worried about The other one is this, is it did come from a small school, right? And I know, is that like, oh, well, look, you could say James Bradbury came from a small school, but so did... To, uh, what was Fua? Who was the guy that that stupid guard that we took? Or we've taken a couple of small guys on defensive line and offensive line that were, um, you know, that didn't work out. 
And the only question I have about this is that sometimes guys, when they play against inferior competition, look really, really good. Yeah. So these are. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to be. I'm excited about it. I'm not worried about it. I think he's going to. I think it's. I think they saw something they really liked. And I really hope he is. We need an answer to that. It would be nice if we had. Do you remember when Mike Mitchell was back there just laying the wood on mugs? The one thing is Mike Mitchell wasn't the best safety, but he was a thumper. And I, yep, Amini, uh, yeah, is um, uh, Amini Solatulu, yep, and Sio Fua. These are the two guys that are are talking about. Um, Great call there. Great call. Keep it up, man. Thanks for being a supporter of the podcast. Uh, we appreciate that. Smash the thumbs up button. Smash the thumbs down button. Kick this guy in the balls. I don't give a fuck. Next call. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? So, yeah, back in Charlotte, I still celebrated hard. This is Joey the Blind Panther. Do you want to maybe make fun of her that he can't see? She came to visit me, but we were sitting in my room talking last night, and I basically, you know, was thinking which is dangerous, that, because you know that, that tropical storm, you know, Tarboro, apparently, according to her, always catches a hurricane. It's like, you know, but it got me thinking that, like, the Outer Banks were the starting offensive line for the mainland, and the mainland is the quarterback. Where are you going with this? It protects from hurricanes and all that <laughs> stuff, which happens every year. And then the mountains were like second stringers because landslides almost never happen. So <laughs> Joey, he, got, he smoked a big fatty and then made this so, call. So which player... Okay, so like pick an island... Like one player your island on the outer bank. Alright. Who's Okra Coke? And which Panthers player <laughs> does that island compare to? There's no way I can answer this. I've lost I've, I've lost. Yeah, so I've have lost. there's too much math. It sounds like math is messing me up. Fuck that shit. I'll need like a twelve pack of coronas to be sane after that. But anyway, you know how it is. Joey. Wow. wow. Oh, that's, it's a, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Uh, here comes here. Here it comes for another uh, round two. Sorry about that. If we were talking. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This is what I got for you. If we were talking about terra firma and the layers of the earth, who would be the core, the mantle and the crust of the defense? OK, sorry, Joey. We're just teasing, Joey. You know, man. My dad needs to come in my room and tell me something. I'm still racking in the big, uh, big prizes. I just got sent a $50 gift card to Outback. So, uh, um, nice. I want y'all to play this call whenever y'all are getting ready. Tony, make sure you have a beer and a bottle opener or a beer open ready to start the show. Make sure your dumbass mic is unmuted. Oh, make sure Cody's mic is on. Mute. True, true. All, All true statements. Done. Now he's making sense. And if you can, because I know technology is a fucking asshole, make sure you got the audio straight so we can actually start at 9 p.m. tonight. Okay, good. Wow, wow. 
<laughs> Let's see. Does he come back for a third? I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. We have to ice somebody up. And who is that that I have to ice up, you ask? Well, none other than Tony Dunn, who is probably going to be drunk by the time we do ice up picks. I haven't drank in three days. I was in Key West, bro. I drank Although for seven you did days say straight. that it was your vacation week, Tony. Use your fucking community tab. Because there's, like, no indication that y'all are going live, and it's probably 9 p.m. There's nothing on the community tab about it. And how the hell are we supposed to know this? So, mm. to you, Tony... Fair enough. Fair enough. I get slack on the communication part. My wife gives me shit about this all the time. Poor communicator. That's why I went into podcasting because I'm a poor communicator. No. Um, Yeah, is that uh, I I did drop the ball, but in fairness, we did mention two weeks ago likely no show. Uh, Next call. Hey, this is. uh... Carl, I ain't called in in a while, but I'm trying to promote my buddy's uh, Cancer Hype song. Um, I know you guys have been uh, doing some freestyle raps and stuff like that. So this is my buddy's, uh, my buddy's Cancer Hype song. I hope it plays for these two people. Uh-oh. Hello? 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 The anticipation. Mm-hmm. Killed you. Are we supposed to be hearing it? Definitely not hearing it. Yeah, I'm not hearing it. Nope. No, no song. Either. Sorry, bro. No song. Next go. Hey guys, Joey here. <laughs> Joey's back. <laughs> All right, Joey. There's too many Joey calls. We got to move on. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's see, because we got to get to uh, riches. We got to get to riches. I want to get to riches. Yeah, call. we're yeah, getting. We're but getting, I'm doing uh, them in order. Yeah. He's he's the last call. He's got to wait his fucking turn. I know he's impatient. But we didn't answer, Tony. We didn't answer when he called. He says, "Come on, <laughs> oh, we, we, we need to hurry up. We need to hurry up and listen to his oh, so uh, that we can ban him." Guys, uh, all right, here it comes. Here it goes. Let's see. This guy says we're harassing. I can read the transcript. Let's see what he's going to say. This better be a word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Richard. Um, you guys were harassing me that I should call in on the number. So I called it. Which one? Uh, First number or second number? I'm sorry, <laughs> Betty. You don't got much hope in the NFC. AFC, we never said we did. So why aren't you watching a Panthers hey, podcast? Uh, the 49ers don't stand a chance. They no, did. They almost beat you guys. 49ers don't stand a chance. Nobody okay. does. The Buccaneers? What the fuck? An old ass Tom Brady? What the fuck? Don't no, bring anybody said the Buccaneers should have a chance. Yeah. Once this again. is going to be. He's called four times. He can beat Baltimore. That's it. That's what it is. Baltimore. Okay, so I, I called in. This dude's clearly drunk as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he messed up. You know what his call reminds me of? It's like the... It's this. It it reminds me of something like this. 
Hold on. I hope there's no ad on this. Guys, uh, Russell here. Hey, Russ. Yes, the typical boring. Yes, Russell, the robot <laughs> Russell, the one you guys love to know. Real, real exciting. Yeah, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego. Do they? Right. And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name. His name's Mister, Mister, Mister Unlimited. What is this? You gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. Please stop saying that. So when people ask you what <laughs> you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. I wish you were limited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Sierra, please don't help him with this. Mister Unlimited. That is what listening to your calls like. Don't say unlimited. Unlimited. They think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete. Hey, what is it's this Mr. shit You have not heard this? No, what I haven't this? heard this. What the hell is you, this? How have you guys missed this crap? Oh, my I, gosh. I, this is I, Russ. I, that's no, Russell I, Wilson. That That's that's I, Russell I, Wilson. Like, what is he? It's like he, he just was like, I want to talk to you guys today. And I know I'm bored. And he's like, so this is like how I'm cool. And he's like, when I think about myself, I'm just, it's his alter ego. Unlimited. He's such a fucking dork, dude. Does he think, I think Rich thinks he's listening to a Jaguars podcast. <laughs> well, technically it is because a Panther is it. Is it? Yeah. Same, yeah. Yep, there you go. Fair I mean, enough. you're also Fair listening enough. to a cat podcast. I thought this was the Tiger King. My bad, guys. I thought they were going to talk about that there Joe Exotic or something. I'm so confused as what he's trying to say here because I'm thinking this guy is about to just. I think we he's might need bad. to call an ambulance. And he's, he's, pissed. Got some, he's got he's, some stuff he's, going he's on. He's going to have an aneurysm because, oh, look. Yes. He came back for more. Let's see what you got. You, he said he's called four times. Well, you have to leave a fucking message, dude. Right. <laughs> like, just to let you know. Hold on. Hey, hey yeah, I've called four times. And you haven't answered more. the phone? I plan on calling more. Good. Uh, hey, <laughs> We're ready. Call, this is the best here. part of the podcast. Uh, um, work. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> you know? What's this shit? called where you leave a message and people oh listen this, to it later when did, when did that technology come out I wonder if, I... bad if a dude in a wheelchair is the one calling you a retard <laughs> how about this he sounds high. i think he's inebriated hey yeah rich, i think he's highly intoxicated here rich just go that... ahead send us your your email we'll send you a transcript of these calls so you can see what you did in the morning guess what All you right. could also calling... do you can call. You can call as many times as you want. I think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mister Unlimited. What a dork! Dude still thinks we take live calls. Listen, listen. We need to get back on track a minute because there's something I wanted to ask all three of you about, and I'm surprised that we haven't talked about it yet. Russell O'Coon. So, did we hear the this story about Russell O'Coon? How that it came out that he was close to opting out, and yeah, and we talked about it earlier in the show. Yeah, but like I feel like we didn't touch on it enough because it goes back to one of the things that I have been staunch on, just like I was dying on that hill to fire Ron Rivera. 
if Russell Okun doesn't play this season, it validates everything I've ever said about Martin Herney, in my opinion. We would have traded away Trey Turner for a player that potentially might not even play at all. Like, okay, are we? And then he put out that thing and was saying, uh, oh, that, you know, it wasn't true or someone spoke up for him. Like, where do we all land right now? Is Russell Okun really going to play this season? Like, is it actually going to happen or is this some kind of dumb Twitter? He has to. He has to play. He's going to make $13 million. Like, why wouldn't you play? That doesn't mean he has to play. There are plenty of players who sat out there are going to make a lot of money. And apparently all the COVID uh, aftermath, it hurts people with heart conditions. And mm-hmm. the dude had a heart condition. So apparently that's why he was going to opt out or whatever. So I don't know. Like, what, what what's he going to do? Uh, Rich, call again. I'll answer your call live. Yeah, just go ahead. You can call an unlimited amount of times. Dude, we can't. Yeah. We don't take live calls. You leave a message and then we respond. It's the way it works, right? right. It's not a live show. Like, unfortunately, if you did, you not hear Joey the Blind Panther making fun of Tony's technical ability when it comes to streaming. I, we're just lucky we're here, fucking being able to banter back and forth with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, <clears throat> and we will do it unlimited. Um, all right, so no, well, what are your thoughts on that, Cody? How about that? You brought it up, you tell us what you think. Yeah, I, I just think that it would be so par for the course that we trade away a pro bowl player in return for a player that might not see the field at all. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's again, you can't blame more you're hurting you for not knowing that a pandemic would break out, but I don't know, man. It's just it would be the most panther thing ever if. At a, at a point in time where our offensive line is uh, in its most questionable position, that now our left tackle might be out for the season too. Well, great news. Great news. Off. We're very used to this. Like, is that we could – I almost feel like we could go four on the offensive line and and have the same success that we've had in the past because our left tackles have been turnstiles, bro. Yeah, but now we don't have a quarterback that can make magic out of nothing. So have that, you that, not that, seen? Well, he doesn't need to make magic out of nothing. He makes magic out of that big old. Yeah, but we're not talking about porn, though. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we're not talking about live calls and porn. And well, I mean, we can Joe probably talk about. Listen, Rich Kendall is drunk enough to talk about porn, but. Mm. I'm not drunk enough to talk about whiskey porn. dick, but whiskey dick, you don't Rich Kendall. Know about the kind of porn I watch, so let's not talk. About yeah, it. yeah, we don't need to do that. All right, so and Joey Blind Panther says, get to the calls from this week well, instead of him railing against me last week. All right, we're going back, Joey. Hey guys, Joey here. Sorry, I'm late. I was out at dinner, but uh, I, I saw a comment from Moneybags in the chat about, do you really want to win seven games? I know this is going to get Cody started, but entertain me here for a minute. Yeah, man. So, in light of Big Ten being canceled, and now what y'all were saying about Pac-12, if there's no college football, do you still want to take? Because 
I don't know if we're going to have a draft this year. I think Matt Rule can coach this current team up. Honestly, I do. Because remember when ba- when when he went to Baylor, Baylor was in exile. Baylor, no one wanted to go to Baylor. Because you said, oh, I think I want to go to Baylor. Your counselors and your teachers and your friends and your parents, fucking homeless dude on the street is looking at you like, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> so Matt Rule had to deal with that, and I think that that's going to help him, and I really don't think we need to tank this year. Yeah, it would be great to have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it would be great to have Justin Fields. But 2020 or 2021 is not the year God stopped making quarterbacks. So that's my thought. I think we ought to just try to develop. Have you have not now. seen how this year has gone so far, Joe? Oh. Well, Wait. maybe then we'll entertain that situation. But <laughs> Matt Wool is at least vaguely familiar with Teddy Bridgewater, or really Joe Brady. But I think we're fine, you know. And yes, now you can go off, Cody. But first, wow, wow, wow. All right, nice. Um, I love it. Going back well, to the the terra firma call earlier in Ocracoke Island, have we not seen how 2020 has rolled so far? Is we had a fucking earthquake and COVID and a hurricane, we all in the same week in yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Did you guys feel oh, yeah. that by the way? I, I was. I mean, I don't live that. I don't live that, and I was in Key West, so it didn't matter. I was too far away. I didn't feel anything here. Apparently, Charlotte did experience some, but. I slept right through that shit. And I didn't yeah. feel nothing. There um, were people in Raleigh said they felt it, but I, I didn't feel anything. Um, people yeah. here in Roanoke, Virginia said they felt it. Really? Yeah, it, it was right on the Sparta, uh, North Carolina. is very close to Virginia and Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I'll say this, man. Listen, I've never believed that tanking is an active process that teams attempt to do. I have no doubt in my mind that the Carolina Panthers are going to go into this season – trying to be the best football team that they can possibly be. What I was saying is is that when you look at everything that we have to overcome, brand new head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, a really young roster, a very questionable offensive line, a brand new quarterback learning a brand new offensive system, there are a lot of cards that are stacked against us right now. You're building that case. I'll well, well, well uh, Joey asked, is it that it might not be a good time to tank if no one's going to play college football because those players might decide to go back for 2021. So what I am saying is that, you know, if the Panthers have the worst pick in the draft, we're, or the best pick in the draft, the first pick, we're going to draft a quarterback. I mean, listen, you have to think about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields Let's say they cancel football in another day or two. They are a few days away from signing multi-million dollar uh, uh, endorsement deals already a year ahead of time. They're able to sign an agent. They're able to start the process of being an NFL player and start to make money off their name right now. So in my mind, there's too much money on the table to even worry about that right now. I would not worry about Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields not being available in the draft. I would almost, I'm almost betting that they will be available in the draft, but I don't know. 
I have two comments about this call that I want to talk about. One tags back to what you're talking about here, Cody, and what we were talking about earlier in the show about there not being college football this year and the way it could affect the NFL. I want to ask y'all, the NFL is going to run games. Do you think what were the what was the league that came out last year? The AFL that failed? Yeah. American okay. Foot uh, Alliance Amer A A okay. Or the XFL. The XFL still has plans, I think, to come out. Do you think that if they no, they're done forever now? Similar, well, I'm saying well, they didn't plan to come out till next year anyway, I don't think. Like that was their goal was next year. I, they played sure this year. Positive. Yeah. So, but if they can if they can come out with with the XFL similar to the NFL where they can run football and college football is not there, do you think the XFL steps in as a kind of pseudo replacement for talent to come into the NFL? It depends on the player, yeah. first and foremost. So, like if you're Trevor Lawrence, you don't need to play another snap of football. I mean, you're right. as of right now, you're if they're drafting, you're pretty much the number one pick. So for some players, yes. So, like, if you're a player, uh, like, uh, who is you know, maybe had a fifth or sixth round grade, and then there's no college football. I mean, look at all the incredible. I mean, we're talking about the Big Ten and the Pac-12. There are some big time players and schools in those. I mean, we're talking Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, you know, Oregon, a bunch of big time places. So, uh, a lot of those players are either probably going to look to transfer in the next few days. Or, yeah, the, maybe the XFL is a legitimate uh, alternative to them. I don't know that there's enough infrastructure right now for the XFL to be seen as a viable alternative, though. Okay. They're done. The XFL is closed for business forever. They're done. Well, you, saw the Rock. you saw The Rock bought it, though. Oh, really? No, I did not see that. Yeah, and The Rock Johnson purchased the XFL. Okay. Did not. Dude, I missed he that could one. make that a success. He could. He could be the he president. Could. Are you kidding he could. me? And a starting defensive end. <laughs> Didn't he used gonna, to play I'm football? Buy the XFL, and I'm going to be the defensive end on every team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. uh, and then make yeah. a bunch of cheesy ass movies about it. Apparently, he was very bad at football. At the University of Miami, they were like, "Yeah, he's buff, but on the field, he ain't shit." There's he a wasn't nearly the athlete of the size he is when he was younger. Either. Yeah, but he also he went to wrestling. He grew into it. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let me. So, go ahead. Real, real quick, second part of that question, I wanted to comment on what Cody was saying. Cody, I'm not going to let you sit here and build excuses for rule. I'm sorry, dude. You were all about Ron going. Rule's in. you got to be all in on him. I'm not going to let you build excuses of he has this new team and new offensive coordinator, new new players, new scheme. He chose all that. When he came in, he could have had Cam Newton and the team that he came in last year, and he would have been the only one that had to adjust. Even he if he had those, why don't they chose all that. Well, you, I don't think would, we expected him to be successful mm -hmm. when he came in for the first season. I don't think even with Cam Newton at the helm, I don't think we were. Hey, thinking I, would say, I just still, don't want excuses built for him. I would say, so I'm, uh, I, I'm still a bigger believer in Matt Rule than I think you are probably. Like I think I, 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 my my plans for Matt Rule is a long term plan. I think I over I think over time Matt Rule is going to be a badass head coach. I don't expect him to be that in year one. That's all I'm saying. The main thing is, if we miss tackles next year, I want to make sure you blame that on Matt Rule. So, <laughs> I, you. I want to make sure if every, we miss tackles next year, you blame that on Matt Rule. Every so. missed tackle is a result of Matt Rule <laughs> not coaching them properly. Field, knocking them out of, yeah, yeah. 100%. Not coaching properly. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All that's right. It. 
All right, let's go um, because Joey the Blind Panther fan is we got your back. You got our back. Joey, we got your back. Here you go. Hey, guys. Joey again. Uh, so I just saw a comment in the chat that says we're going to have $60 million in cap next year. But I don't know why people keep ask, like keep saying that, that. When, when players opt out, they keep saying that because, like, it roll like, it just go, rolls over in the next year's cap. So, like, unless we cut them, like, unless they no, opt I... out, give them 150K and then cut them, I mean, how do we have that cap space? We're going to have to pay them next year. Because we haven't had anybody opt out, though, really. Contract. I mean... No, I don't think we're talking about from cap from opt out thing. They're not on our books. Yeah, not this year. They're on next year. So, how how are we gonna find people? We're gonna have more money next year than we ever knew, except for it'll be the one year that the cap gets shrunk. Outback, but I only had one. Unlike Tony, who has three, and by the end of the show. Drunk out of this. Dude, I have three oh. usually by nine thirty. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you don't get last week's call. Ice up Tony for not using his community tab to tell us his ass is going on vacation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I love that our viewers love us enough to just roast the fuck out of us. Right. <laughs> Like that that's a real love right there. That's how you know they they, they really fucks with us a hundred percent. They also know that we don't get all butthurt over it. No. You know? Dude, like I haven't even muted this rich Kendall guy dude. yet. I like I even though people in the chat room have been saying kick him out, like, you know, I don't even care. No. Like, don't worry. I could have banned him. I could have banned him forever ago. But dude, I don't care. I, I make more crippled jokes than anybody, dude. I'm into it. You can make me laugh. I that. would say that it is really tacky to make jokes about people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and just, and let me tell you something, Rich, is that I know at some point you prematured ejaculated. And if that girl made fun of you, it would have hurt your feelings. We know. And she probably did. She's laughing at it right now. Um. Okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait! Don't don't compare me with anything premature, bro. And shit about this dude premature. No, I'm talking about Rich Kendall. No, I know. But he was like making making fun of me for being in the wheelchair. Oh, is like oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um. All right. Uh. <laughs> I think that's really it. I don't know what else to talk about. That's it. Um. We gotta ice some mugs up though, right? Rich. The whole world, uh, the whole chat room just said ice up to you. And this is the point of the show where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Right? It's our homage to Steve Smith where he told uh, that guy that I always called Talib Kweli, Akib Talib, uh, ice up, toughen up, to get it better. Everybody's fair game. Rich is fair game. That Oh, and he's from Oklahoma, right? I have iced up an eight-year-old child from Oklahoma on this podcast before. Um, and uh, so everything's fair game. Mine's a, a nerdy one. I'm going to stick with the COD. Ice up. Uh, and I need to get your um, your feedback on this, CK. 
the recent player tab, right? You finish a game. Yes. You go over and you hit recent players. How in the world is it possible to make it worse than it was? I haven't looked at it in so long. What does it do now? Well, it was working a little. It started to work a little bit better with the new season five. But you remember how you used to have to scroll and scroll and yeah, scroll, yeah, yeah. And, and you couldn't ever find anybody. So now they had this new thing where it was like it, it like was constantly recycling the people. And if you had to wait a while, you waited like five minutes or three minutes, and all of a sudden the people you were just playing with were right at the top. It was super easy. Today, yeah. none of it worked. And so for people like us who were trying to get like some consistency play with a couple of people that have some comms play with some people that we seem to have a decent kind of you know chemistry on the on the game and you can't even add nobody i'm also i'm wondering like are they trying to keep people from like just keeping squads rolling so they're not just like dominating the game so uh the recent player tab on call of duty i ice that up i also ice up all dreams that come with quitting smoking I have been, I'm like, I think it's almost like a month now. How long has it been? I don't know. You guys probably know better than I do. It's over three weeks. I know it's over three weeks. I still dream about, and I wasn't even that like hardcore of a smoker for that. Like I drink, I like wake up in the morning. I'm like, I think I cheated. I think I smoked a cigarette. Like I have these dreams about smoking cig- and I feel like I smoked a cigarette. And I Detoxing, also, yeah, yeah and, and it's crazy. I had a dream last night that Donald Trump was eating barbecue at my family barbecue with the least, my least favorite family members. Donald Trump and me and my least favorite family members. Rich Kendall's going to be in my dream before you know it. It's over. Ice up to all that shit. Don't start smoking. It sucks. And I haven't, and it's getting easier. It's getting easier. I'm quitting smoking. I'm going to, no cheating. That's it. Good for you, brother. I'm proud of you, man. Real talk, dude. I I know it's hard, man. And uh, it's, dude, that's, that's commendable, dude. I have failed. I know that I've been trying to quit too. And I was at the same point where I'd gone like a week without one, but then, the Dollar General down the store closed, or the Dollar Tree, or whatever it was down the store closed. And they put and they all their cartons. <laughs> and my wife went there and got like $5,000 worth of stuff for like 20 bucks. And that included many, many packs of cigarettes for like, you know, two pennies a piece. So it just came back to me. I can't get away from it. I'm I know. trying. Are you, You've been, are you 75 it. years old? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I look like it, I know. No, well, hey, um, what's your ice up pick, Greg? Greg? My ice up, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go low. Ha- I'm gonna go low hanging fruit. I changed it up. I I I decided I want to go with something different. I changed it up. I'm just gonna ice up uh, the Carolina Panthers in their Twitter feed, and they're uh, everybody's in charge of giving Graham Gano a goodbye tweet and a goodbye message and not saying anything to Cam Newton. I'm gonna be simple tonight. So right. there's my ice up. Ice up. Right. Who's next? Oh, uh, you go next, uh, CK, because uh, Cody's got one. I got to work on a little bit. I'm, I'm ready, but I got, <laughs> I got it. Um, I'm gonna ice up. I, I've talked about it a little bit already, and it's just the the way the world is right now. I'm icing up whoever's incompetence it was decided to ha- have the numbers for COVID completely just fudged entirely. Like just. You, when we talk about an epic, like epic mess up, to be able to have these statistics be the reason that we handled our lives the way that we did for so long, 
<laughs> to have them be just botched the way they did, whoever set up this program or the way that these things were being reported, um, to go from, I mean, I just to put this into perspective, we already knew that these numbers were skewed. There was going to be, they were inflated because they were reporting multiple people for as being multiple or one person for being multiple positives and stuff like that. They weren't, there weren't, there was no logic to this. And now we finally get corrected numbers and to have it be 25% of what we were told it was as far as mortality rate, how many people were actually infected. Um, it's just incredibly asinine. Um, you know, just unbelievable. And I'm not saying it's still not impactful, but we had a pandemic known as the H1N1 back in 2009 that if you go look at the statistics on that, it is far and beyond more problematic than COVID ever has been mm-hmm. in the entire time that it's been here. Um, and that lasted for 15 months. And did we shut down our life in 2009? Do you guys remember there being a shutdown like this? Nope. No, never. So yeah. botching that, that is the biggest, in my opinion, and, and the problem is the way the world has worked now and the way that our minds are created is once we've made our mind up about a subject, we refuse to change our mind. True that. So yeah. regardless of what the numbers have said, we all have maintained in our same corners that this is the worst thing to ever happen in human history when now the numbers are coming out showing something completely different. But if they admit to those numbers being wrong – well, guess what? And, and and this is the thing that's so frustrating about politics is you now are admitting that you're wrong and that somebody else you've been fighting with is right. And that you, it's too much for our society to take that because that's how we've been living our lives for far too long. So and instead of instead of saying you miscounted, what you say is I refuse that numbers exist. Hey, guys, can I just say real quick, do y'all know what the easiest form of control over a group of people is? Fear. Mm. Yeah. Just Dude, saying. Just saying. You look, dude, look at religion. Look at look at pandemics. Look at all yeah, stuff. The biggest control of form, or, or form of control of people is fear. When people fear their lives, they will, You generally, they will concede to whatever you tell them to do. So just saying. Two things real quick to very quickly add on what CK was saying and Greg. One, turn off the news because it's damn near designed to put you in a state of fear and yes, yes, someone else. Okay. Uh, and num- number two, things are so inherently political now, like with what CK was saying. If you were one of the people that were like, eh, wait a minute, these numbers don't make sense to me. I don't know about that. That seems kind of weird. You were instantly labeled as like a Trump supporting conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. and that just isn't the case man maybe some people are but then there are other people that don't think in the bounds of oh this is what i'm supposed to believe because my favorite politicians tell me to believe this like there are people who who can actually think on their own and i highly recommend that people do that more often ck ck my thinkers baby th- this i've been saying this for weeks at this point is yeah. that uh, you turn on and and I've stopped. I stopped. You know, I, I was a big Obama supporter. Uh, you know, I saw him speak in two thousand eight, and I used to be. And I stopped being doing poli- talking politics. Uh, and I started a podcast on sports because I got tired of yelling and screaming over shit that was never going cha- to listen. Yeah, nobody's yeah. You're not going to change anybody's yeah, they're mind. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing though is is that I do. 
but I, I don't want to be seen as an, I'm, well, I hate to ever be thought of as an anti-intellectualist, right? And what I mean by that is that, like, what do we say before the show? Yay, science, right? It's like, I'm into, I'm into, like, thinking that we can be better as a society and think and, you know, but one of the weird things about this event, CK, is that you know, you turn on the news, which I don't watch the news. I only read the internet, you know, and like you know, but I don't watch the major brands. Anyway, you all the information. We have so much information about this shit: the COVID, the COVID, the COVID, and yeah. it's all very opaque information. But it's not yeah. transparent. I would really, I want to know one statistic, and that is how many positive tests are people that have or are told that they have COVID rather than them going, I th- I'm sick. Right. Uh, how many of these tests are actually people that are feeling bad? But have you ever had a time where all the information seemingly doesn't match your life experience? And that's what I feel like. It's like I yeah. hear all this shit and then I look out in my life and I just don't see it. The world outside your window is completely normal. Yeah. So and, and here's the part that I think is so frustrating is we saw that these numbers have incredibly deflated right they've just went down um and this is not to get political and this is not me by any means saying that i'm a supporter of donald trump but the reason you are not seeing anybody except the fact that this uh, this this sickness is granted it is impactful when people are dying don't get me wrong and don't let that you know slip through the cracks but the reason this is not getting the attention that it should with realizing that hey we overreacted is because if they do that they automatically give Trump a victory. Yeah, and now hundred percent. Yeah, yep. they they know that they're going to give that victory to him because he's been mm-hmm. saying that from day one. Again, zero support for Donald Trump on right. my end. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is going to win him the election. But if they agree to, if they accept that, and people are now realizing, so you're telling me that everybody else but our president has been had the wool pulled over their eyes. And we shut down our businesses. We had people out of work. We increased our national debt a tremendous amount because of this. We've got people out in the streets because they can't pay their rent. We've got businesses shutting their doors forever because they couldn't. They were hanging on by a shoestring as it was. And the one person you hate most in this country, which is Donald Trump, has been saying what logistically it actually is from the beginning. I have been I've been I saying can't argue with you about that, man. You, you're you're 100 right. I've been saying this since the moment Donald Trump got elected. All right, and I saw it happen with Obama. Is I have always been, I've been a centrist, right? My religious beliefs actually g- generally gravitate me more towards a conservative, right? I always believe this. I believe that everybody in the world is actually a fiscal conservative, right? Nobody really says let's spend more fucking money than we make. Right. That's like not like anybody's actual solution to anything. But so I, I've, I, and I have a real libertarian vein to me in a lot of cases. But at the same time, I work for the state and some different things. So I'm, but I saw what the fucking right did to Obama. And that is they criticized every, it was like, man, he don't got the lapel on. He's got the lapel backwards. He's got the, it's a, every little fucking thing they made a mountain out of a molehill. And I told Absolutely. liberals, I told liberals, I said, don't do that. I said, he's going to give you plenty of shit to be upset about. Don't get upset about the, upset about the little shit, right? And, and like, he, like this. And you know what it does is just like, 
the Republican Party pushed me away between 2008 and 2016. The libs and this stuff is pushing us away. It might not be pushing us towards the other side, but it's pushing away from them. These past two primaries have forever tainted me away from either party. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, it's like mm-hmm. I've, I've been very involved in my life in politics in a lot of way, and I could not be. I'm at the point where America will get whatever president it deserves. So if it's Donald Trump, don't, if it's Donald Trump, don't bitch about it because we fucking deserve them. If it's Joe Biden, don't bitch about it. We deserve that geriatric Alzheimer's patient. It, it, it is what it is, man. Like, don't don't vote for this. Is all I'm gonna say: don't vote for people who don't represent you. Exactly. Yeah. And that is a what? great the point Cody, right there. Hacking on what you're saying right there. That's what I was saying a few weeks ago, man. Is it's not just gotta be Trump or Biden. It's not just gotta be two parties. Like like Tony was saying, it was never meant to be a two party system. There was, like like there are other people out there. Maybe maybe for the future we should start looking at what other people have to say. Other parties have to represent. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. You're right, you know? and we need those other parties to be viable. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can vote for third party, but they're not going to be the fucking president. We need to make it where there are other parties that actually represent people. Because it only works if you start to if you start to vote for them. They they pick up uh, you know they pick up steam. They and there's one other way it works is you stop supporting these other parties. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the way that it's all set up is there. Stop giving them money. Of- stop fucking giving them money. Yeah. Fear. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, fear. there's a there there's you go. fear, and, and people say it like this: I don't support Joe Biden. Well, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for Trump. That's what people tell people, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they think their choices. What we've created with the way that our and again we're getting way off topic here, yeah. but we've created something that I'm gonna. I don't know if it's a true term or not. Instead of a monarch, we have created a a biarch or whatever you want to call it. Oligarch. Yeah, I believe we live in aristocracy. I believe the rich are the ones who rule. Whoever has the most money yes. and the most influence is the one oh, who rules. Yeah, that's for sure. What is it? What is it when you? Uh, what is the new phrase they have for people that just fuck everything? Like they're not uh, no, no. pansexual. Yeah, something like that. Is stop being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, is that whatever this? Yeah, and oh, and by the way, that here's one more ice up to throwing it out there. I heard millennials are having less sex than any generation. That's how fucking nerdy y'all don't like to fuck no more. All right, uh, all right. Let's go to Cody. Nice ice up pick. Way to get us all uh, right. How about this? Is CK's ice up pick gets us more riled up than Rich Kendall? Uh, all right, here we go. I'm gonna play the video. You ready? I'm gonna play the video. Oh wait, actually, I gotta get the sound right. Yeah, let me just set it up real quick, right? Good. So, um, ever been you know live on Fox Sports or whatever, you know, and uh, talking about canceling college football, and then in the background, a half naked man just starts walking around. For everyone to see what, uh, for everyone to see. Well, I haven't had that happen to me, but former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer sure as hell has. And I want you all, you probably have to pull up the YouTube video. Uh, uh, watch the video to the end. It's only a minute. Watch over Urban Meyer's left shoulder. And at the end of the video, watch Urban Meyer's face as he tries to tell the guy, to like get the fuck out of the room and get out of the shot, dude. It is hilarious. All right, you, you ready? All right, here we go. I'm gonna play. 
and you're a senior and get ready for the NFL, you gotta do that too. Right. So here we go. Ready and I found a bug in OBS by the way. You know, it's not your time as a coach or player to really give an opinion about something that's serious as pandemic and medical causation. I'm hearing those words of litigation and you know, future issues, so <laughs> you just gotta trust that the people care and love you and uh, go about your business and train as hard as you can if there's a season if there is. If not, and you're a senior and get ready for the NFL, you gotta do that too. So you know, we live under the world of E plus R equals O. That means you can't control events in your life. You can control how you respond. Respond positively and move forward. Let's see him respond. Yes, what would be as a coach? Give us a second kind of Oh, that was awesome. And especially on the heels of that comment. Right. It's it's not what you can control. It's how you respond. You can't control this asshole walking in the background. Well, yeah, you could have. You could have gone in your bedroom and done this fucking video. Yeah, right. And people are like, why why is there a a half-naked dude walking around behind you? (laughs) And then people are like, oh, he has a sunburn. He's on a boat. He's just (laughs) around people on the wire. But even still, if you know that you're going to be on live TV, maybe tell the other people that you're on the boat with, "Uh, hey, dude, I'm fixing to be doing this thing. Maybe don't bother me for like 10 or 15 minutes. Right. Like, come on, dude. Kind of important. Dude, it, it, it just it goes to further cement the notion that what we do here, man, doing this live podcast every Tuesday night, we are better trained at this shit than the people running the biggest sports networks in the world, man. So to Urban Meyer and to Fox News and to all the idiots who are trying to be better at our own game than us, come on, bro. Ice up, son. Ice up. I've been trying to tell you we put way too much faith in people because of their positions. You know, I mean, how many of these fucking dipshit GMs have you seen do stupid shit? You know, and we just be like, oh, well, they've been they've been in football their whole life. All right. Well, guess what we've been in? We hold the position of the top Panthers podcast bitches because we've been doing it since 2013. And uh, we we do it because we like hanging out. Actually, this is like, I've been weathering COVID just fucking fine. Because this is what I do anyway. Right? On Tuesday night, I hang out with my homeboys. You can hang out with us on YouTube live, or you can check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Wherever you want to listen to our wonderful faces and voices. Our voices, you can't listen to our faces. Uh, and uh, that's it. Uh, at cat underscore chronicles follow me troll me and uh cody lashney the cripple connection huh i wonder where that podcast name came from but it's about video games right it seems like it's a handicapped dating app or something right? <laughs> which actually pivot pivot we're changing your that's what you're gonna do next <laughs> Are you looking for other handicapable mates in your area? <laughs> Do we have the app for you? No, bro. Me and my buddy Jeffrey Redmond, we bullshit about video games. We talk about the industry. Uh, look me up on YouTube. It's Cody Lashley. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit the notification bell. Hit the like button. We're still growing the channel. Uh, every Saturday, we have a new day. We used to be Fridays at 4. 
We are now every Saturday at 4 p.m. sharp. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C, where I'll probably be bitching about something, dude. So come join me in my misery. CK could use some few, a few trolls in the live stream, uh, and he'll hit them with that sultry voice. Tell them what you do and how they can find you. I am Optimus Prime. No. Oh, anyway, you uh, watched movies yet? Oh, um, <laughs> no, I have not watched them. Uh, yeah, this is uh, so. What I do is I, I stream on Facebook Gaming, um, uh, Codizzle Allen, and uh, I do that typically every night at ten o'clock. Um, I've got a bit of a schedule uh, kind of working out, uh, so I'll probably have that coming out. I have a logo coming. Um, we're working on some new overlays for the the, the show here tonight as well. Um, I should hopefully have those in the next couple of weeks uh, for us to kind of look at. Um, but, uh, yeah, just check me out on, uh, on Facebook gaming and just pop in. I'm going to probably hop on here right after this and just let me know that you're coming from C3 and I'll give you a nice little shout out. Word up, Greg, where can they find you? Dude, you can find me all over the place. If you want to find me personally, it's at the bad daddy 52 on Twitter. It's really my, my only form of social media. Um, and then I do a few other shows, the DC Alliance podcast, which is on Tuesday mornings drops. It is everything DC you want to find out superhero discussions on friday mornings and that is about a animated universe right now we're covering superman the animated series from i think 1994 we're about halfway through season two uh, i do super civil servants podcast on friday live 9 p.m eastern standard time on youtube just like we do this show come check us out be part of the show and that audio drops on tuesdays but it's very soon going to be dropping on saturdays we're going through a change right now and i do a batman you complete me show once a month with my boy travis snell uh second episode that drops next tuesday i believe but uh check me on the geek ultimate alliance as part of the network that i'm uh, I'm with and uh we have you know we drop shows now six days a week we have seven shows on the network about to be eight so we can cover a lot of different things if you're a geek check it out and then find me here uh rich kendall slide up in my aim Right, you can hit me on that. Uh, uh, AOL instant messenger, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah hit me up. It's, it's just it's like the latest, uh, the latest technology, like voicemail. All right, we'll check you out next Tuesday, homie. Later. Later. Keep, Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.